Today, very special day. Yeah. Let me present this to you. One September 17th, 2023, mm-hmm. Nate Boyd's birthday. Oh. What is this? It's Tonetta. It's Tonetta. Happy birthday from Tonetta. <laughs> a messed out guy <laughs> sings t- uh, happy birthday songs. Think, oh, oh, that's right. Yeah. yeah. Okay, yes. But it uh, is your birthday. Happy could, birthday. Could you explain Tonetta real quick to uh, Tonetta, the listeners? Tonetta is a guy, T-O-N-E-T-T-A. Look yeah. him up on YouTube. He writes deranged songs about people he's has fights with. He, <laughs> he will <laughs> sing songs like, I'm glad... My first girlfriend was not a whore. Like, it's awful shit. Like, this guy is obviously on meth, and yeah. he just films stuff in his house, singing songs. They're fantastic, every single one of them. Highly recommend Tanetta. Tanetta. Tanetta, happy birthday. Anytime someone says, like, oh, it's my birthday, or I see people wish someone a happy birthday, I will text them a Tanetta happy birthday. He has multiple <laughs> happy birthday songs. Yo, I'm glad there's, like, choices. You can pick which one you want for yeah. how you feel about the person having a birthday. They're quite good. And to you... I feel pretty good. So I thought I would present to you yeah. your birthday present. I, I'm ready. I have my b- happy birthday chocolate. <laughs> he does. It's it, says, a, <laughs> it says happy birthday on it. It, it does. Yeah. Happy birthday. So you're a hard person to buy gifts for. No, I'm not. Because you pretty much have everything you want. And I already got you a sword. <laughs> so it's like, where do I go from there? But please, let me correct you. You bought me three swords. Okay, I bought you three <laughs> swords. But you really only like the one. And that's fine. Wow. <laughs> it's true. My my real present is judgment over receiving yeah. gifts. For Christmas, I gave Nate three swords. Two swords from Kill Bill, the Bride and Bill swords, and the red sword from Metal Gear's Revengeance. That's right. The Metal Gear Revengeance Let- hangs on a wall in this very podcast studio. Okay. The other ones you sat down in the living room and you left them there. To be fair, that one did cost more. Yeah, and it does look sick as hell. The blade is red. Yeah, the blade like, is red, right? And also, um, you know, I I love uh, I love Raiden now. You know, that that game turned around Raiden for me real yeah, hard. Yeah, Raiden's fucking sick. Like I always like Raiden. Metal Gear Solid Two's my favorite one. It's not yeah. the best game. Three's the best game. Duh. But okay. I always N- name your favorite Raiden. A whiny Raiden from Metal Gear Solid Two when he's I- naked holding his penis. See, I I would have gone with uh, um, David Carradine. That's my favorite Raiden. <laughs> he was Raiden. Yeah, Mortal Kombat? That was Christopher Lambert. Oh, fuck. I always do that. James Remar was rated. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> I want to live in a world <laughs> where that's your rated. <laughs> James Remar is your rated? He's from this Mortal Kombat 2, Annihilation. He's he, they No, were, I, I know. I know they do that. But a Christopher Lambert. Yeah. That's it. Anyway, I got you this present. I saw this. I thought, Nate has everything he needs. He's got a bunch of stuff. Why don't I get him more stuff? Yeah, it's, okay. It's, it's an interest we both have. You've already got me one present, which is the uh, a Kroll fidget spinner. Yeah, I did. Like the get, glaive from <laughs> Kroll. It's a fidget spinner. Do you spinner. at least like that? I do. I know. I, I, it feels a little bit fragile to spin, so I don't spin it. Oh, man. It's a little wobbly. I'm going to yell at that Etsy shop. But this was an Instagram targeted ad. I'm pretty sure after a conversation we had. So I just cool. nabbed this from a targeted ad. I okay. think it's cool. It's in a, it's in like a VHS style box. And I get to judge you for your reaction to it. <laughs> wow. Is it pornography? Kind of, in a way. Okay. Uh, hmm. 
it's kind of heavy. It is. I thought it was a DVD at first. It's art. Uh, it's art. <laughs> and this is pretty good. <laughs> it's a shadow box. Yeah. Of uh, of what a miserable pile of secrets. Tribute. You steal men's souls and make them your slaves. Perhaps the same could be said of all religions. Your words are as empty as your soul. Mankind ill needs a savior such as you. What is a man? A miserable little pile of secrets. But enough talk. How about you? It's, it's, it's a Dracula himself um, fighting Richter. I and, got uh, you a Castlevania Symphony of the Night diorama for you to stick somewhere. <laughs> oh, it's got up there. It's on the wall of honor right next to my World of Warcraft CD and Parasite Eve. Yes. It's hanging up there. Well, happy birthday. Yeah, happy birthday, me. <laughs> Fuck you. Why? I thought it was a good gift. Not your birthday. It is a good gift. I'm not. I didn't say it's not your birthday. I know. So I, I get to say what I want. Uh, yeah. Birthday boy, you do get to do what you want. But. So, okay, then I'm going to do it. Hello, my name is Nate Boyd. I am Bruce Campbell. <gasps> I, no, I'm not Bruce Campbell. <laughs> yeah, and I'm Tyler McCarty. I'm also not Bruce Campbell, and this is the Bruce Campbell Podcast. Bruce Campbell. Bruce Campbell. Oh, sorry. Mm, yeah. Bruce okay. Campbell. We're, we're trying his birthday cake chocolate bar, and don't worry. It's pretty good. I'll get your secret cake out later. My butt? No. <laughs> okay. Are you ready? I'm so fucking ready. Because, so, we, we kind of just randomly picked two movies out of a hat. <laughs> One was The Anvil, and the other was Icebergers. I'm like, both these movies are going to suck. Yep. They're going to be awful. Turns out they're actually some of the best movies bangers. we've done. Absolutely bangers. Well, uh, like, two sides of the spectrum, right? Because yep. The Anvil... Legitimately good movie. Yeah, well made. I, I'm I'm recommending people watch the Ample. crafted well. Yeah, uh, icebreakers. God if, awful. If you're fucked up and nasty, <laughs> you'll fucking love icebreakers. Yeah, yeah. Icebreaker is legitimately one of the worst movies I've ever watched, and I had a great fucking time watching it. Yeah, I mean, so d do you recommend it though? Should people watch icebreakers? If you can derive joy from a bad movie that's not intentionally bad that it's bad yeah if you can find that funny yes i recommend it if you can't it, it's go. a it's a pure bad movie right yes. it's not like a sharknado where they're no. trying to do that no it is not like a manos hands of fate where it's like this is bad and slow and i want to die yeah right mm -hmm. it, it is that perfect cremo zone that, sorry, there's a better word for that. Cremo <laughs> zone? Yeah. It's your birthday. You get to say whatever you want. People people like it. When cream rides to the crop, baby. <laughs> to the top. But the cream rise to the top. Oh, yeah. Cream of the crop I, yes. rises to the top. I did not know that <laughs> risen cream is known as the cremo zone. Uh, yeah, okay. Yeah. Uh, in, in, in Italy, they call it the crema. <laughs> That's what this is, though. This is like the perfect bad movie it is, in yeah. so many ways yeah it's it's uh it's it's not quite a troll too no right but it it, it is like it, it's riff tracked mm -hmm. right there like, is a riff tracks we have not watched it because we didn't want that to, we want we want to be pure yeah we, when we watch movies we don't look at what other people think about those movies or say about those movies because we want to except for roger to, ebert <laughs> well yeah well i mean like other analysis anything like review is fine whatever yeah but no, we go into this with our point of view, 
And boy, did we go into <laughs> 2000s Icebreaker starring Sean Astin, Bruce Campbell, and Stacey Keach blind. You, so you famously do not text me hardly ever. Right? Yeah. Is that safe to say? Uh, yeah, actually, I'm going to look up. And I think the night you watched Icebreaker before me, you texted me three times in a row. That never happens. Yeah. Okay. Do you want to know what I texted you? Yeah. Okay. This movie, Sean Astin pauses to take a bite out of a potato <laughs> mid-action scene. There's no context for him doing that. And then you sent me a picture of it. <laughs> he looks so guilty. Then you responded, it's the Irish. <laughs> I then said that's what got him the Lord of the Rings role, right? Uh huh. Um, and yeah, no. It, it, what did I say after that? Brain recognized <laughs> pattern. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, uh, icebreakers, man. It's like, funny. It's very funny. It's badly written. I, I, I I'm kind of sold uh, sold on this idea that this feels like if Tommy was Tommy Wiseau made the room. Yeah. If he made it like, but under like you know, it was a union movie. <laughs> like they got actors. Yeah, and they catering. had quality. They had a set. Yeah, like they had. Well, they not. Lo- they didn't have a set. They had locations. Yeah, but like all the lines are Tommy Wiseau lines, mm-hmm. right? It, we should just read a line just before we even get yeah, into it. Yeah, read some of these lines. All right, I believe you, but I don't forgive you. Leave like a man. Leave, leave me. <laughs> <laughs> That one's a good That's one. That's a Bruce Campbell line. Yeah. Uh, we got, um, what's the, the thing the goon says? <laughs> oh, God. It's some goon says this. Go where? I think I'll stay. See where the storm takes us. <laughs> <laughs> this, yeah, I, it's so badly written. Like, it's hard to talk about this movie without talking about the context of where Bruce Campbell was in his career. Yeah, let's, let's talk about Bruce Campbell. <laughs> so we're covering 2000's Icebreaker with Sean Astin, blah, 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 directed by David John Cola, yeah. which I assume is just some Italian moron. He's, f- he's fine. Some slick-haired moron who made <laughs> nine of the worst movies ever made. Well, what, what did he make? He made this. He made... When I bought this DVD, yeah. another DVD came with it in a sleeve. <laughs> Why? It was called Illegal Aliens, starring Nicole Smith. Who's Nicole Smith? Uh, that trashy model actress who died was... Oh, like Anna Nicole Smith? Anna Nicole Smith, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, okay. Starring her... And I didn't put it together that the same director made both of these movies. And I guess that's why they both got mailed to me. I don't know. I bought it off eBay. They wanted to get rid of them. Yep. And so so this movie is made in 99, comes out in 2000. Yeah. Bruce Campbell, mm-hmm. hot off finishing Xena. He wrote in his book, he worked on Xena for five years, Xena and Hercules for five years. That's the longest he'd ever worked on anything. It, it's a job. It's a job. It's a steady job for an actor. Yes. Yeah. And, and he became a director then, too. Sure, yeah. And then nothing. He had no movies. He wasn't... Like, his star was not on the rise. When Briscoe was canceled and all these movies came out and his career just went to doing TV in yeah. New Zealand... That's what happens when you don't get the Phantom. He didn't <laughs> He didn't have a whole lot going on for him. So I, part of me... And he, this movie is not mentioned in either of his books either. Yeah. Which makes me think this was either a horrible experience from, you know making it or just he was in a horrible place while making it and i think that bleeds through into the performance he seems low energy and depressed i agree with the second part right is that 
It, I don't think it was horrible to shoot, right? Because if it was You're horrible right. to shoot, yeah. he would mention it. He talked mm-hmm. about Mikhail's Navy. Yeah. <laughs> I, he, he openly admits that that movie sucks shit. I yeah. So yeah, I think this was depression phoned in. Yeah. This is the first Bruce Campbell performance that stinks out loud. It yeah. it sucks. It sucks. Uh I will still give him the benefit of the doubt because I bet you he was told to do something that yeah. he didn't agree with. Uh-huh. He wasn't being professional. He didn't like say, you know, I'm going to go out there. I'm going to be the best Bruce I can be. Right. No. He's just like, whatever. I'll read your damn lines. Yeah. Because the lines, you read some of them, but there are more in this movie. I'm sitting on, I'm sitting on the good ones. That are, that make no fucking sense. And I know that Bruce knows how to write. I know that he knows how to craft a character. I know that he has energy and there's none of that in this. He's, he's phoning it in. Yeah. Like, he got the chance to play a gay terrorist, and he just, I mean, he mailed a performance in. It's not good. Okay. But it's very funny. Let's get in the movie, because I, it, it leads directly into the thing I want to talk about. Um, so first, Your the, birthday? That's right, my, the, my birthday. It's thematic in this as It well. is, yeah. yeah. I, I have my birthday on a thematic movie. Yeah. Um, but the tagline I want to go over, um, the tagline is, 20 terrorists, 500 vacationing skiers, one ski patrol officer. It's not great. Mm-hmm. Or, or I love it when there's two. <laughs> or this is a killer run. Jesus, Jesus Christ. So the movie starts. Before we see anything, it's complete black, and in plays Beethoven, Beethoven's Ninth, right? Yeah. Ode to Joy. Ode to Joy. And as soon as you hear that, your brain is just, oh, they're trying to copy Die Hard. It's, Almost immediately. Yeah. I I looked at my partner and I was like, this they're doing die hard is this out cold meets die hard is that what's going on here i would have gone cliffhanger but okay <laughs> yeah i mean sure <laughs> cliffhangers out cold's a comedy it's porkies but like so ski. is this i look i don't naturally go right to cliffhanger like you do <laughs> that the, movie's far too long it is it's not it's not good john lithgow's great whatever but you go to die hard and this movie is trying to be die hard in every step of the way. Especially with Bruce Campbell. Yes. Especially with Bruce Campbell. He's the Hans Gruber of this movie. He's all Richmond up. Except that he has no hair and no beard. <laughs> We're going to sit on Grieger for just a minute. We get to Grieger pretty quick. Grieg. Oh, sorry. Grieg. Yes, Grieg. Grieg. So I thought it was greed. <laughs> Grieg. <laughs> Grieg. It, yeah, it... These names suck. I hate all these names. Yeah, they're not good. Carl Grieg. Um, I like Beck. Beck's good. So uh, it starts with uh, just like kind of B-roll of, of, of skiing. Of Killington Ski Resort, a real place. Yeah, like it's a big ad for Killington. It looks like a nice place. Yeah, and it this goes on for the entirety of Ode to Joy. It's now, like, <laughs> I, I would say it's about three minutes, which is an eternity in a movie. Yes, when there's credits playing and you're just watching B-roll of people walking and putting skis up and riding the like you know swings or whatever they're called i don't know skiing is a rich person's thing you, i don't even you've never gone skiing no like i have co-workers and friends that love skiing and it's like oh you love skiing i guess you didn't grow up poor okay <laughs> got it you can go skiing now you have skiing money I, I don't want to just because i know i'll see a bunch of rich people there and i'll get so pissed off like i got my nails done today at a salon and some lady was complaining that they were behind and i was just so pissed off 
Yeah. I hate any time that I spend any money on myself and I see other people spending money on themselves. But that's a me problem. We don't have to get into it. <laughs> I just know I'm biased against skiers and wealth. Only poor sports for Tyler. Baseball, baby. <laughs> a stick and a rock. Let's go. <laughs> I'm more of a stick hoop man myself. But <laughs> um, Yeah. So the, the, it, well, the thing that made me sad was just like, oh, man, B-roll. That's not good. So much B-roll. <laughs> right. And then, like, we see a plane fly overhead of a barn. Mm -hmm. It scares all the cows. And there are so many reaction shots of animals. The cows react, the dogs react, the birds react. Right. It's like It, it feels like they're trying to fill out time. Yes, and I, I started laughing because I knew exactly what type of movie I was going <laughs> into. When you have two reaction shots from cows within 10 seconds of each other, you got a masterpiece on your hands. <laughs> I just love any reaction shot from animals. I mean, Do you, do you know my favorite one? Go on. So in the movie Moonraker, uh, Jaws. <laughs> the I think, pigeon. Yeah. The pigeon. So Jaws, I think he like does something wacky, like eats a eats a can or something. Uh -huh. eats, a, eats a pole. And like a pigeon does a double take, <laughs> like yeah. a spit take. <laughs> Moonraker. Not Classic. Important. Not, I love Moonraker. Not important. Doesn't not, matter. Not relevant to Icebreaker. No. Because the plane is flying and there's some drama on the plane. Now, this movie you came out. You wouldn't know there's drama because no one in the scene has energy, but there's drama. There is drama. There's tension. Yes. Right? Because in 2000, they didn't actually know how scary a plane terrorist could be. <laughs> yeah, they were about to learn, though, like real quick. That's right. Because there was a plane terrorist. It was like a little prop plane. Uh -huh. There's only the, the terrorist and the pilot. Yes. And the terrorist is doing something amazing. Yeah. So... We famously love characters that have weird affectations. Like mm. it's either like born of an actor or like something in the script that makes it interesting. No, the script didn't do this. This is the actor. I think the script did this. Actor's choice. <laughs> I don't know. But this goon is talking about how he killed someone while he slices open a fig Newton and adds jelly to it. <laughs> and he tries to <laughs> He tries to feed it to the pilot. It'd be one thing if it's just something he did silently, and we're just like, what? But no, it's actually, they talk about yeah, it. Yeah, he's like, I got three types of jellies. You want this, this, or nasty mango? I have apple here, I have peach, and I have nasty mango. You pick. Don't care. Nasty mango it is. Tyler, let's hear your nastiest mango. <laughs> nasty mango. Nah, that's it. You want it nastier? Yeah, give me nastier. <clears throat> nasty mango. Oh, my tongue hit the pop. Yeah, I, I heard it. I heard it. Hit it's it. salty. That's a nasty mango. <laughs> <laughs> we farted into these. Yeah, you shouldn't lick those. Oh no! It's the nastiest mango you can think of. Not again. That I'm impressed though. That's nasty. I, I'm not going to top that. <laughs> Uh, what is he a mango? I guess it's the, he's a terrorist. Yeah, <laughs> he's a white terrorist. He's a white terrorist, and like which back in the nineties we still had these. In two thousand one, white terrorists go away. Well, he's a German terrorist. I know what he is, but you also <laughs> know that that's true. Yes. Yeah. Yes, I do actually. Wow. Yep. Huh. Uh -huh. Yeah. Uh huh. Weird, right? What happened in two thousand? Uh, nothing. It was next year. <laughs> okay. <laughs> So, um, anyways, so the, we have Nasty Terrorist eating his nasty mango and his fig newtons. Which yeah, he cuts, <laughs> cutting it open with a pocket knife. It's not even a scary, like, Bowie knife or, like, 
hunting knife. He's no. got a tiny little pocket knife that he uses to cut fig newtons it's open. The, it's not threatening. It, like, it should have been a Bowie knife. Yeah. But, like, it, hey, you want it? Like, he can do some real damage with that knife. Um, To the to the soft pilot. Yeah. Family pilot. He's, he's an up. Okay, so the conversation, like, back and forth, he's like, oh, I got this plutonium, and I'm going to do something awful with it. Yeah, it's going to be real nasty what I do with this plutonium. Right, and like direct quote from the pilot is, you're evil. <laughs> be home before you know it. Pimple face, broad, be yelling at you. How'd you get your hands on that stuff anyway? I have friends shop at the black market. You're evil. Think I'm evil? I'm just an old rag. You want evil. You should meet Grieg. And that, that's what, that's re- like this whole scene is like, I came right back around, got whiplash. Yep. Like, I'm on board with icebreakers. This rules. He then looks down at a picture of his family, his <laughs> wife and child. Right. And he just like starts staring off to the distance and he starts plummeting the plane towards the <laughs> mountain. <laughs> and the goon is like, hey, what are you doing? You're going to get back to see your pimple faced wife soon. Hey, stop it. And he goes up to like a nagging wife bit. <laughs> <laughs> Which I'm just like, now's not the time, dude. No, we don't need your type five on what a bitch my wife is. I'm crashing this plane. And like the the pilot, he's doing his best job as acting. Mm-hmm. He's like, uh, go to hell. <laughs> well, he's doing his best job. It's not a good job. What are you doing? Pull it up. Go to hell. The, the, and I feel like we can comment on the acting because we've both done good acting. Yeah, like, you know, I always leave myself open to acting criticism. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, I will take any acting challenge you throw at me, and you can make fun of me for that. Mm-hmm. Um, That's the actor's dream. It really is. <laughs> give uh, me a part. Give me words to say. Give me a part and then step on me. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, you know, like, this movie has just such a wild mix of, like, actors. Like, good actors. Mm-hmm. And not actors, obviously not actors. Yes, right, and like this pilot's one of them. Yes, you know this pilot is is just some guy. This movie could afford three actors. I'm no four. Who's the fourth? You don't like Beck? Look, do I love Beck? Do I love Mark Woody Keppel as Beck? You're goddamn right, I do. Do I think he's good at acting? No. I think he's effective. <laughs> Have you seen him in any other movie? No. I know for a fact he's in this director's other movies, <laughs> which makes me want to watch those. Hmm. Yo, I'm giving him credit. He's an actor. <laughs> I mean, yes. <laughs> you can be good at a thing, or you can be bad at a thing you do professionally. Yeah, okay. Believe me, I know I'm a nurse. <laughs> Damn. Damn. Uh, yeah, no, this, this pilot, uh, not an actor, good pilot, crashed right into a mountain. <laughs> yeah. But somehow manages to not kill the other terrorist. Yeah. He survives a plane crash directly into a mountain. And the plutonium survives. Like and so does the plane, actually. The plane, that, yeah. Uh, the, he's well, the, I mean, the terrorist <laughs> does shoot the guy in the belly. It's true. He's the only one that dies. <laughs> the <laughs> the okay, noble else suicide is- pilot. <laughs> everything actually is okay, except for the pilot. <laughs> But you, you know what? Like, I'm just saying, like, much like Mark Wahlberg, uh, if I was in the same situation, it would go down. <laughs> it would have gone down. You would have crashed that plane. I would have crashed that plane. Wow. <laughs> what would it, I mean, like, we're pretty close to 9 We missed it. A couple we're, days, we're, yeah. We're, we're recording on the 15th. We recorded the day before, or we released an episode the day after 9-11. Yeah. We should have mentioned it. 
Doesn't matter. We forgot. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we did. Yeah. I even made it. I was like, we should talk about 9-11. We just never did. Yeah. Sometimes forget, actually. Yeah, and like, here's the real thing, is that my brain, I, I forget things. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm a forgetful um, Freddy these days. Yeah. Right? Like, I don't know. You almost do you, forgot Freddy. <laughs> I did almost forget Freddy. How, how do you feel? Like, do, is your brain at, like, peak performance these days? No. I I feel like I'm dumber. Okay. Like, I genuinely feel like I'm dumber. Well, especially, like, these last, like, couple months. I see the, like, last five months. Mm-hmm. We've been, like, slow, and I've been trying to figure out why. Yeah. And then we received an email from our good friends at Magic Mind. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> That's right. Ma- Magic Mind, it's back in our lives. It's, it's here. And you'll notice we are a little more energetic tonight. It's here. It, I'm opening it. And Nate's, Nate's popping our magic mind open. I want it. it. Oh, happy birthday to me. It has matcha, aptogens, nootropics. Nootropics. It has immunity. Oh, I need that because COVID's like really flaring up. Well, like, no. It, no. <laughs> no, not for that. Oh, okay. <laughs> only only for other things. So Got it. Okay. Like, uh, you can play a lot of Baldur's Gate. It's probably immune to, to that poison. Like, Oh, yeah. Okay. Wyvern poison. This will, like, fill my blood back up because I let the vampire suck me dry. That's right. If a vampire is sucking you dry, drink Magic Mind. Do more with less. So, yeah, we should say we're back on Magic Mind. We're back on Magic Mind. You could be back on Magic Mind, too. And you get 56... Uh, 50, 56. <gasps> 56% off your subscription for the next 10 days with your code Bruce20. That's at www.magicmind.com slash Bruce C. B-R-U-C-E-C. Wow. Yeah. I, for one, love that we are making money based on someone else's name. Uh, 56% off, that's almost like, that's more than half. And honestly, if you haven't tried Magic Mind, I definitely think you should. Everyone celebrates my birthday with Magic Mind. Yeah, if you love Nate and you love birthdays and you want to celebrate Nate for his birthday, you better fucking crack a Magic Mind. That's right. Productivity. I'm all about it. Give me one. Stop hogging the Magic Mind. Give it. Hold on, hold on. Give it. No! Uh, you can buy it off the dang Amazon if you want, but you should go to Bruce C., uh, www.magicmind.com slash Bruce C and enter the code Bruce C20. Bruce C20. Bruce C20. I've been drinking, okay, I've been drinking pumpkin beer. Yeah. So it'll, here, it'll even it out. Here we go. Mm. I don't want to die, but I do want Magic Mind. Oh, ooh. How is it? Honestly? Yeah. It tastes better. Oh, they like, like genuinely. Ah, better. Like, I know we do bits and jokes, but that's actually delightful. Okay, improved formula. <laughs> that's actually good. I mean, it was good before. <laughs> it, it, was, was, it was good before. It was different. It's, it's better now. No, it though. was different. Whoa. No, that's good. That's yeah. good. Whatever they've done. Well, they say take alongside your coffee or tea to get the most. But what about beer? I don't. Th- I don't think that that's supposed to happen. What about the noble alcoholic like me? <laughs> I don't drink coffee. I drink beer. There's caffeine in that beer. I bet. There's not. It's a downer. You fucking moron. <laughs> you might have caffeine in a beer. What about espresso beer? I doubt there's any caffeine. Oh, sorry. This is imperial chocolate peanut butter stout, all hollows treat. Yeah. Well, they they didn't give us. Oh, uh, there's the numb lips. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm sorry I didn't get you a birthday cake. Sorry I got you magic mind instead. <laughs> no, it's good. I appreciate my gift of magic mind. <laughs> www.magicmind.com slash Brucey. Why are we saying this three times? They, they're already taking too much from us. This is organic. <laughs> it's mid-real. 
All right. So uh, no noble uh, noble plane guy crashes and dies. Yeah. Right. Sm- as the plane crashes, we smash cut to Sean Astin knocking his water over because this director thinks he's fucking slick. <laughs> he's yeah. Like, <laughs> he's he's got moves, but not the right moves. <laughs> yeah. He it's like he read a film book without ever seeing a movie. Like he's he's written more movies than he's watched. Right. Yeah. He's the Garth Marenghi of directors. I think so, yeah. Okay. I think that's exactly it. Yeah, okay. I'm one of the few people you'll meet who've written more books than they've read. Uh yeah, because like it definitely is like it's a match cut, but like why? <laughs> he that's the only energetic scene in the whole movie is yeah. that like this next scene, like so Sean the, Astin is fucking trying. He's I think Sean Astin is doing a Sean Astin. Right, he he's sitting there with uh, it, it's Matt and Meg, mm-hmm. <laughs> which uh, Matt is Skiba Sh- Matt, Skiba Matt, Sean Astin. Uh, he's sitting there with uh, Meg, Suzanne Turner. Never seen her before. I don't know. Mm. She seems nice. <laughs> I mean, it's like I, I'm not here to dunk on Suzanne no. Turner. I just I, I don't know her from anything. Um, I know her from Icebreaker. Yeah, <laughs> she's good. In, she's okay at Icebreaker, um, and. Happening again, <laughs> but I will not stop drinking it. No, go go take a go take a better uh, It's okay for now. Okay, we're waiting. All right, um, and and they're talking about like oh they're in love and they're gonna t- tell all mean old dad because mean old dad he's a big Richie right? And yeah, she's, she's from a Richie family. She's paying for the freaking dinner. Like, and she even says, "Can you How imagine much are you into me?" And he's like, four hundred dollars." How much are you into me for? Six hundred dollars. And how much you owe Barry? None of your business. You're not my wife. Yet. <laughs> Can you imagine the indignity of not paying for a date? <laughs> I mean, look. I could never dream of that. Let's 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 talk about this honestly. Okay, sure. Where do you land on paying for dates? You do Dutch or, or like every other time, or you know, if you've been dating for long enough, you just kind of forget about it. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair. I well, also have come around to like whoever makes the most money. You know, also fair, but pay, pay proportionately, right? I also think that like, let's just go man, woman. Okay, let's go with that. Let's go with like, if you're because I know a lot of people mm-hmm. that are straight. So I had another podcast, bite of chocolate. Please do. Mm. I think that if a woman goes on a date with you and trusts you enough to be alone with you, you like. Women get killed on dates, so like <laughs> you should buy their dinner. Their special treat is dinner. Yeah, for, for like risk. Yeah, because like, sorry, sorry, dudes. Like, and I'm including myself in this, even though I've never killed a woman. <laughs> no, I mean we I, historically have killed women, and you know maybe like I wouldn't say we. <laughs> I don't. You, I you don't. and I, Nate and Tyler, have <laughs> killed women. Maybe I'm, maybe just throwing some money at that is a direct a way to do direct action for women. <laughs> I feel like there's a better way to do. Yeah, rep- obviously Dutch. Like you talk about it. Like, rep- reparations is what you're proposing. Yeah, reparations for women for all of the women we've killed. Like I didn't own slaves. Yeah, that's not a Tyler problem. Yeah, but I acknowledge that people like Tyler a long time ago did, and that's not okay. And we need to fix that. I also acknowledge- women are the slaves of the world. Wow. <laughs> didn't John Lennon write that? Have, um, you, have you heard that quote? No, I haven't. Oh my god. Wait, what did John Lennon do? There's a John Lennon quote where he says, women are the N-words of the world. Damn. 
That's a <laughs> that's a statement for John Lennon to make. <laughs> <laughs> that's just my thought. Let's continue with Icebreaker, like because Sean Astin, he's very uncomfortable that the woman is yeah, paying sh- for things. Sean Astin, get rid of your hang up, man. Yeah, let it go. Yeah, you fucking little bitch, you fucking five foot bitch, ski bum. <laughs> he's a ski. He's a freaking ski bum. He is a tiny little man too. But, well, and also they call him a child later. <laughs> but um, anyway, so he, they 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 leave the restaurant. He's like, I'm gonna marry you, even yeah. though your dad hates me because I'm poor. We're in love. Why? I love you. Yeah. <laughs> and she's like, Why don't you come back to my house and fuck me without a condom? And he's like, Actually, I have to get up early tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> he's no ski bum. Yeah. He's a responsible young lad. But he, is, he does eventually give in. He does eventually fuck her, yes. <laughs> <laughs> but like they even like drive it home because she drives away in the nicer car and uh-huh. he drives in like the little the beater. shitty car that won't start right yeah. away. Yeah. Yep. Like that's I like that. But but three cars leave the restaurant actually. Mm. <laughs> the third car is by Timmy the terrorist. <laughs> yeah, name, his name is Timmy. He is Timmy the terrorist. Yeah, Timmy the terrorist who survived the plane crash steals a Chrysler. Yeah, and drives immediately <laughs> to New York City. Yeah, that's right, New York City. Because we see the Twin Towers. I remember we were watching this, and I leaned to you and said, what are those two tall buildings? Well, so one thing we did forget to mention in the plane is that, like, he's like, you want to see real evil? You should see Grieg. Yeah, you should see Grieg. And like my heart, I I love that shit where like all like the the terrorists and nasty people are talking about like their boss. It's like we can't cross that boss. Mm-hmm. I like he could be like literally just like eating a baby. Yeah, <laughs> he's like yeah, but like oh Grieg. Oh, I I can't. He's, yeah, he's evil. I've seen this guy watch videos of dogs being put down. He he donates his whole paycheck to pedophiles. Like he's right. awful. Like, he's he's evil. Yeah. And so what does he do? He just immediately after plane crash drives to Greek. <laughs> and my mind is dying here because it shouldn't. Well, yeah, because you didn't have the magic mind. I did. Yeah. Well, the the writer didn't have the magic mind because <laughs> no. The whole point of this movie, the whole like plot, is surrounded by the plutonium mm-hmm. that this plane was carrying. Yep. When he crashed on the plane, he was in next to the plutonium. Mm-hmm. Why didn't he take it? Why didn't he just like I'm gonna take this with me to Greek? Well, plutonium's very heavy, <laughs> and his head hurt. <laughs> it's we it's, can't talk about plot holes, otherwise the movie wouldn't exist. I know, but like it's a chronic problem. The key, the, the movie keeps on trying to. F- find excuses to keep the plutonium there instead yeah, of the like ski take, resort where they film the movie instead of just taking it away like there's a there's a better way is all i'm saying and there is. We'll, we just have to ignore it david john cola could not figure it out just say like oh it's leaking we can't move it when it's leaking <laughs> <laughs> there's problems actually when it leaks like yeah, this yeah it doesn't matter and and listeners, when you watch this movie, close off that part of your brain. Yes. You'll, you'll have a better time. Stop trying to think of the world as cause and effect and just think of vibes. That's right. The vibe of, of this scene is a helicopter flying over New York. It looks mm-hmm. nice, right? The city lights. Except Timmy the terrorist is hanging from the fucking helicopter. I, I, I love that. I, I do love, too. I love a dangling goon. <laughs> He's just dangling over there. He's just like, he just wanted to be nice to the boss, man. He's yep. just like getting tortured. Mm-hmm. Right. We get our we get our entrance for Grieg. Carl Grieg, played by one Mr. Bruce Campbell. Yeah. Um, Striking look. 
yeah. head completely shaved, like white supremacist style. Yeah. Oh, he's that kind of terrorist. No, no, he's no, he's not. He's a differently. He's he's sick in a different way. <laughs> he's gay. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> hold on. I didn't say that. Well, he is gay. No. <laughs> wait, okay, wait. You're telling me the goon who says, I'm not going to leave you. I want to see where the storm takes us. <laughs> okay, yeah, you know what? He is gay. He, 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 like, he is queer coded. You're right. Th- no, he's the most queer coded Bruce Campbell's probably ever been, except for that TV show where he like kissed a dude. What? Have you, I'll show you the clip. It's great. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but like, was Alan Rickman queer coded in Die Hard? No, I don't think so. So this is just a writer's choice. Yeah. Okay, dealer's choice in that one. Um, anyway, all, all any- villains should be gay because gay people are all villains. Yeah, but like he's not putting on like <laughs> a- say yeah to that. <laughs> I was trying to move on. You're great at improv. <laughs> yes, and let's go to this other thing. <laughs> I well no because I wanted to talk about mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know the way he talks in this movie like how how does Bruce talk in this movie? Uh, the best way I could describe his dialogue is bloviated. Okay. Yeah, like he's trying to hold in a fart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Did you turn the beacon on? Yes, I told you, please. No lies. No lies now. Do the feds know where it is? No, I swear. God, I swear I didn't tell nobody about it. I believe you. But I don't forgive you. Leave. No, please, no. Leave like a man. This character, Grieg, Carl Grieg, the terrorist. Yo, terrorist Carl. Uses nine words where one will do. Right. And Uh, that's bad writing. Unless the actor is going over the top. Like, feeling it. Yes. You know, like, it... when there are emotional words, the thing about like adding words to a sentence and elongating like a, a point you're trying to get across is that you can add energy to those parts and mm-hmm. make it sound more human. Like I did just now where I said a little <laughs> bunch of ands and ums. Yeah. Right. Because that's how humans talk. Yeah. Right. But Carl Grieg is not like this. No. Everyone in this movie is very articulate. <laughs> yes. Right. And that that's kind of the sign of bad writing is that people shouldn't sound so articulate because... When people are articulate, it sounds scripted and and tense and, and unless you have a director who that's their style and like sure. they're good at directing it. Like I mean, Tarantino is the obvious example. This felt well. Very, I wouldn't say Tarantino. I would say um, I just mean that his dialogue is very like articulate. There's oh, okay, a, there's okay. a lot of extra shit in Tarantino's dialogue that gets ripped off a lot, and they don't. People that rip it off don't understand what makes it good, and it's just his singular style. Well, yeah, that's the problem with Tarantino movies, though, is that they all sound like Quentin Tarantino yes. coming out of other actors. Yes, and if you like that, that's fine. Yeah. I mean, I, I do, but, like, I don't like that coming out of these characters. No. Because they don't... The words they say, they don't make sense, right? <laughs> yeah. Because, like, yeah, I, I said the primo quote earlier, mm-hmm. right, where he's dangling this terrorist... Up. Timmy the terrorist. He's T- dang, <laughs> a dangling Timmy terrorist. A dangling Timmy terrorist uh, flying over New York City. He's asking if he turned on the beacon. <laughs> yeah, to track the plutonium. <laughs> to track the plutonium. And he's like, yeah, I did it, boss. Anything you say, boss. And <laughs> he says, I'm just going to read it again. I believe you, but I don't forgive you. Leave 
Leave like a man. Leave me. <laughs> Leave. No, please, no. Leave like a man. Leave me. Why? Why is he like this? I think this, I think the director was trying to make an overwritten, like, melodramatic gay character. Like, I genuinely do. I think if Bruce cranked up the gay for this, the movie would be a masterpiece. Make him a, a psychosexual villain, like yes. um, Skyfall. Yes, or Bennett from Commando. I love Bennett. <sighs> Bennett's the fucking best. That <laughs> <laughs> Bennett could lay, you know, I was about to say... Yeah, he could lay pipe. No, Schwarzenegger yeah, laid pipe was, into Bennett. I was trying to make that joke. I didn't know how. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. He's just got to let off some steam sometimes, you know? <laughs> when Schwarzenegger lays pipe and you, you let steam off. Oh, I'm going to shoot you in the balls. <laughs> <laughs> he should have been that. But, like, it, it just felt like he was both depressed and held back. Low energy. Like, low energy. Because there's a lot to the character of Grieg. <laughs> I, well, may, you, you were wondering that earlier because... Yeah. We find out Grieg has like some awful illness. It could be cancer. Yeah, he's it like could be AIDS. He's it could shooting be anything. up. He's got a shaved head, which makes me think like chemo, chemo. Yeah, or like end stage AIDS. Sure, but like he can't. It's not a choice that he's bald. It's like his affliction made him bald. Yes, and he's constantly talking about it's like I don't have much time left. Like there's so much dialogue in this movie from Bruce Campbell about how he has little time, how they have to hurry. There's no more blue skies on my birthday. <laughs> right. You better. You always ask that. You never answer. I'm dying, my friend. There is no better. No more birthdays. He's very upset about his upcoming birthday. Yeah. He even uh, asked Timmy the Dangling Terrace. He's like, and my birthday cake. <laughs> I turn on the beacon. <laughs> I lit the candle, sir. <laughs> they love their code talk. Um, we cut to the ground of New York City the next day where we see, like, Timmy's crushed corpse <laughs> on top of a car. Yeah. And uh, in walks in. Um, the North Face FBI. Will Langley, which I'm just like, don't name an FBI guy Langley. Yeah. I mean, come on. I mean, a little on the nose. <laughs> yeah. It's like <laughs> Mr. Hoover is coming. Like, <laughs> okay. Um, doesn't matter. Anyways, they, they, they come in. They were like, oh, this corpse is here. Grieg? <laughs> <laughs> I want Grieg. They've got plutonium. I want Grieg. G Grieg did this. He has his fingertips all over it. <laughs> this is a Grieg work. <laughs> I don't know how they know it's Grieg, actually, now that I think about it. I guess they had like a, he had a, like a, a business card of Grieg's or something. <laughs> I Well, they had that previous problem where he's like, you've seen a lot of pretty faces, and you've hurt them all. And Grieg's like, actually, you killed those pretty faces. <laughs> like... Do you, you know what it is? I bet you that Will Langley saw the previous scene, and now he knew he knew that Greek did that. Yeah, it's because <laughs> he, he it's watched written it. written like someone who's read the script, right? Yeah, and um, we cut back from this stupid FBI bullshit back to Greek who's in a car. Yep, he's, he's shooting up weird chemicals, blue chemicals. Yeah, which I guess is chemotherapy. Do you do that in the car on the way up to terrorist actions? No, okay. I mean maybe in 1999. I wasn't a nurse yet. It was like that good chemo that they used to give out. <laughs> yeah, the blue shit. Yeah, you get that blue shit. The crystal blue chemo. 
Honestly, I hope I don't get cancer. But if I do get cancer, I want like blue glowing chemo. If <laughs> you get cancer, I will make sure you make get it happen. Blue glowing chemo. Make that happen. <laughs> like it doesn't have to. Be, just put some LED yeah, lights. Yeah. Why there. isn't? Why doesn't medicine look cool anymore? It's all clear. You know, I I can think of one medicine that's a different color. What is it? Two medicines. Is and it they're purple? both yellow. I don't gross. Yeah, one's like an antipsychotic, and the other one's what we call banana bag because <laughs> it's the color of banana. Yeah, nice. Does it taste like a banana? I've never tasted it, but it seems to work on alcoholics. So <laughs> I hear they put one hundred bananas in. That's that's my idea because it's got B vitamins and stuff. Because alcoholics often have a deficiency of B vitamins. Yeah. So we give them a banana bag of multivitamins, B vitamins, all kinds of shit. They're they're all into vitamin B. I just Beers. think I think yes I, think, <laughs> I yes and I think there's a market for malt liquor with B vitamins. That's all. That's my million dollar idea. Okay. I don't think that if you're at that point in your alcoholism, you're not thinking about like whether or not you have enough B vitamins. No, no, no. that's the thing. You're not thinking about. It. You're not getting the nutrition you need. Oh. But if you add it to the malt liquor, you might head off some of the problems. It's like engineered rice with iron in it. Yes. Okay. I get yeah, it. Yeah. Like. We can't trust people to take care of themselves, so sure. we have to take care of them. It's iodine and salt. Yep. Okay. Not 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 bad. I, I, That's okay. my thought. That's my thought. Okay. I I drink the the vitamin B beer. Yeah, a hurricane or a mad dog now with B vitamins. <laughs> Call it vitamin B beer. <laughs> it's folate ninny. <laughs> okay. Um. So yeah, <laughs> he's talking with his good friend. So I, I'm yeah, coming, I'm just good friend. Yeah, his yeah. his uh, my uncle's roommate. Yeah, is it Hans or Franz? It's Franz because Hans is diehard. Okay, uh, well I'm thinking of this SNL bit. Hello, let us begin by introducing ourselves. I'm Hans. I'm Dan Franz, and we want to pump you up. <laughs> it's fine. Yeah. Franz. So it's Franz. He, he's talking to Franz. Right, and, and he says this, uh, I'm dying, my friend. There is no better and <laughs> no more birthdays. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, because when I'm dying, the first thing I think is, I won't have any more birthdays. It's just, well, like that line, though, like there is no better. To what? There is no better to what? We, they never say. And like, it's. Hard because I know what they're implying. They're like I won't be better. Yeah. Right. But people don't talk like that. No. And like if I'm cutting into a scene in a movie, I kind of want to get more information about the sick. Like you hardly know he's sick, actually. Yeah. Right? It's you see him shoot up, which sure. It's this heavily implied thing, but you don't really understand it, and it's never really paid off in the movie. No. Like, not once. Just say I'm never going to get better. They've given me two weeks. Right? Yeah. That's it. That's all you need to say. You just mm -hmm. need to say two weeks. Yeah. Like, two weeks. Yeah, I was going to say Total Recall. <laughs> two weeks. Excuse me? Uh, two weeks. Two weeks. <laughs> right? It's just like, I, I have about two weeks to live. Mm -hmm. There is no better. I won't get better. No, I won't have. This is Or going to if things go well today, there's no tomorrow. Right. Yeah. This is going to be my last birthday. We should make a movie. Right? Well, I'm just... <laughs> no, but we can fix a movie, goddammit. <laughs> I think we'd make a good movie. It's about two best friends that have gay sex. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we show it. Zach and Zach make a porno. <laughs> <laughs> but 
like just no more birthdays and like i get yes it seems fine written down like that but it just doesn't translate to when people talk no. if you're writing a script say it out loud like it's overwritten and dramatic and i think if bruce were really tearing into it as an actor yeah. with energy yes it would have been fucking great right but he's not he's not he, he's not that character in this movie no to the movie's detriment uh, absolutely he drags it down he does drag it down don't worry we got two great characters coming up that's right uh matt he shows up to ski patrol he's late yeah and he gets chewed out by clay clay the boss <laughs> the ski manager guy uh clay so uh, and that's the that's the first character we love do right? we want to talk about clay's uh affectations character quirks illness <laughs> I would not say it's an illness. Well, I was his, neurodivergence. No, I wasn't talking about that. I was talking about his lust for blood. That, that that's comes an later. That's an illness. <laughs> Come on, I want to kill some more of those scumbags. So, I was watching this movie, and watching this boss character chew out Sean Astin like. He's acting weird. He's not really making eye contact. There's something about his cadence. I'm going to keep an eye on this guy. Yeah, he's, he's very strange. Squirrely. Like, he he, he he darts from place to place. He um, judges Sean Astin and then immediately moves on. Mm-hmm. Right? He calls him a kid, which, yep. again, Sean Astin looks like he's in his late 20s, early he 30s. He was 29 <laughs> when they filmed this. Yeah. Right? So, like, what are you doing calling this guy a kid? You're probably around the same age. Yeah. He he then gives Sean Astin, he's like, hey, Lewis, the ski patrol or the park ranger has gone missing. Can you go check the far side of the mountain? Right. You need to get on this. And Sean Astin's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just got to be back in time to have breakfast or have lunch with my girlfriend and her dad. Yeah. It's a big deal. It's a big deal. Uh, and then we we see uh, her her dad, uh, Stacy Keach. One Stacy Keach escaped from L.A. Yep, he he drives up being his Keachiest. <laughs> Did you just get here? No, I spent the night here. I had a delightful evening in a one bedroom timeshare. Oh. And like you know, Stacy Keach is can't be anybody but Stacy Keach, mm-hmm. and I wouldn't want it any other way. No, right? Like he's one of those like familiar actors that like it's a comfy sweater yeah <laughs> you know like when he shows up you're like you know what you're getting and it's just you're getting keached i love getting keached don't you i could get keached right now yeah can't wait to see him in man with a screaming brain fantastic sharing a screen with ted Raimi. Mm. well and mm. i think part of it is just like his voice and the way he acts he like, does have the smokers like timber to his voice yeah like I would actually want to listen to an audiobook that he's Oh yeah, for sure. Right? Yeah. Like he 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 has he has that kind of like smooth like a um Oh, why I'm farting on names. I didn't drink I'm the, sorry. I drank the magic mind. You drank all my magic mind. My I mind. know exactly what you want to say, but I won't say it cuz magic minds made me evil. No. Um last season community. Why can't Keith David. God damn it. That yeah. hurt. Uh Stacy Keith David. I mean, yeah, like Stacy Keach has a Keith David mm-hmm. affectation, where it's he like th- that voice. You're like, ah, oh, I I know that voice, and I'm I'm feeling good. Yeah. Um. Welcome to hell, <laughs> motherfucker. Could you imagine Stacy Keach saying that line? Yeah, we need a white Tales from the Hood. <laughs> what is it? Tales from the suburbs. <laughs> Tales from the trailer park. Oh, I mean, yeah, that's probably more. Of it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, come on. <laughs> 
tales from the Taylor trailer park starring Stacey Keach and the devil. That would. Oh I, my god. That would fucking rule. I'm sorry. That would be great. <laughs> we need that movie fucking now. No, he's. It's too late. Is he dead? He's old. I so is Keith David. Well, I mean, Keith David still looks great. He's, though. he's, he's younger than Stacey. Do you know Keith David's Instagram handle? No. Silver throat. Damn. <laughs> he knows what he's got. He does. He's great. I love Keith David. Um. Anywho, like, uh, he's like, he's like, boy, uh, I hope that we don't meet Matt on this trip. I hate Matt. <laughs> he's such a bum. He's a bum. He's a loser. God, are you still dating Matt? That would suck if you're doing that. You're my little girl. I want the best for you. And she's like, oh, daddy. <laughs> Um, so, okay, so, but, like, there, he does bring up that, uh, um, his wife died, Stacey Keach's <laughs> yep. wife is dead. Uh-huh. Which, I, I get it, you don't need to bring it up if it's not gonna be a plot point. Right. Like, like, the, don't, don't talk about it. No, you don't need extra shit. We really don't need to have the extra shit around angry dad. No. He's fine just being angry dad. Stacey Keach can be an angry dad. I've seen Titus. God. I have a weird like fondness for Titus that I don't understand. It was it was like a, a thing I saw a lot of because there was only one TV in the house. I <laughs> feel vindicated because I liked Titus more than that '70s show. Me too. And can, look, look who turned out okay. You know what? We don't know actually about Christopher Titus. What's he doing? Oh fuck! <laughs> we should. We're gonna assume that he's okay. And if he's not, we disavow him. We still love Stacy Keach. We're not gonna write no letter for Christopher Titus. <laughs> no, nobody's writing letter to defend Christopher Titus. He seemed fine though. <laughs> Christopher Titus is my mentor. You should not send him to prison for vicious rapes. Yeah, no, Christopher Titus pointed me towards drugs. <laughs> um in anywho. Um we then uh, uh see a secret meeting. With um, uh, Grieg and Sandra, yeah, and and the Canadian uh, uh, goon squad, I they they call out that they're Canadians, by the way, which I think is funny. And it's funny because Sandra has a British accent. <laughs> Does she? Yeah, I thought she was German. Well, the equipment's already on the summit with my people. The copter's standing by. In and out time, thirty minutes. We move out in ten minutes. The Summit restaurant is positioned strategically. You can monitor the operation from there. I admire the efficiency of your operation. Thank me when you have your cargo back. So what did you boys lose up there? A little powder, perhaps? No, something infinitely more fascinating. She's I got all... some kind of accent that's not Canadian. Yeah, I mean, I just think... <sighs> Canada, you really need to like do some like terrorism. Ha! <laughs> Because like no, you don't. No people that deserve. They like do it to like villains. They tried those truck convoys. Yeah. Okay. Oh, but that's white terrorism. They we don't yeah. do that anymore. It's just it's it's funny to me. Like the idea of like Katie, uh, Canadian terrorists out for hire is just it's funny. <laughs> I'm sorry, Canada. <laughs> I don't know why it's funny, but it is funny. We're gonna blow that town up there then, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Gross. Eating their Tim Hortons, <laughs> making a fertilizer bomb. <laughs> <laughs> can't get your plutonium. That, no, I went. I went yeah, no, you can't even do it. I'm from oh. Ontario. <laughs> Doesn't matter. They meet up in a barn. Um, they have like a little uh, um, standoff for whatever reason. I don't understand the standoff. Well, because the deal was changing, I guess. Which I. I don't know, and I should know. I watched the movie twice. Yeah, I don't. We just watched it. Yeah. We should know. Yeah, she's like, 
And then the cops show up. Well, it's it's the problem of they knew that they needed to have a tense relationship between the hired guns mm-hmm. and and the terrorists. But they didn't. But well, like they didn't need to have that. They could just like, yes, all praise Allah, because that's terrorists now. Yeah. No, I think they do. I think there needs to be more to this terrorist group. Right, but you got to give them a good reason to like be tense. You can't just well, have them jump into pointing guns at each other because they're bad guys. <laughs> give them a reason. It's very funny. Be like, oh, this is only half the money. The other half is when the job is done. Well, so, I'm taking the other half now. Click, click. I don't think that Sandra is a bad guy. Can I make the case for Sandra? Please. Sandra is the lady terrorist yeah. with an accent of indeterminate origin. The cops are coming, closing in on this barn they're in. Yeah. And she says, I'll get you out of here. There's the worst car chase scene in a movie I've ever seen. Too many cuts, boring, bad. It's it's like the cops are following a drunk driver. (laughs) He just, like, for no reason, runs into a ditch and then comes out. Yeah. (laughs) It's a car and then comes back. Somehow it's worse than Ballistic X versus Sever's motorcycle chase scene. It's bad. Okay. We come to find out. Cut to Sandra and Grieg walking through an underground quarry. Yes. And Sandra says, this was actually used in the Underground Railroad. Ingenious. Not really. That barn was part of the Underground Railroad. It was hidden so well that the passage was only discovered when miners accidentally broke into it in the 70s. I love this movie. Because, <laughs> <laughs> like, there, there's two things... Two things that are wrong. Three things that are wrong, actually. Do you, do you want to try to guess the well, three things? Let me say this bit because okay. I watched this movie when she said this was used in the Underground Railroad. My jaw flew through the floor and I felt like I thought, there's no way. There's no way. I'll admit this. I'm being vulnerable on your birthday. This is yeah. a present for you to make fun of me. Okay. I pulled out my phone and I said, Is. The Underground Railroad <laughs> Underground. Because I knew. I knew it wasn't. I knew it was not. So that was the, that was the first thing that's wrong about that statement <laughs> is that you know, it actually wasn't underground. No. Number, number two is that it wasn't a railroad. <laughs> it wasn't like, it wasn't like a, a trip. Because like they went from like the base of the mountain to the top of the mountain. Yes. They took a railroad. <laughs> <laughs> And and the, like the third one is not in Vermont. Yes. <laughs> that, that, I don't think Vermont was the part of the South that slaves were trying to escape from. Yeah, I think if you were like a Vermont as an escaped slave, you were pretty. You, good. You're like actually no, I can just like I can just like ski the way back. Hey, can I go up and see the sun again? <laughs> no, actually, no. sorry, it's got to be underground uh. in this fucking salt quarry. <laughs> I was looking at that and it's like. This movie is really trying to make me believe that Harriet Tubman built a 60-foot tall tunnel underground with her bare hands. This is incredible. And I that I want to live in that universe though. <laughs> I like it's obviously a dumb person. Like so stupid. Right. Yeah, like man. I want to say I wanted to say Vermont brain, but I don't want to be mean to the people of Vermont. I know nothing about you. <laughs> no, this is Italian brain. Is it now? David John Colo, the director. Okay. Slash writer. All right. I'm just like that guy lives in a better world, <laughs> a more he, whimsical world. That's right. a more magical world for sure. <laughs> Absolutely, um, <laughs> underground railroad. <laughs> it's n- it's not actually any of those things. It's not. It's, <laughs> it was symbolic. 
Why does that you, need to be said? You can't take a symbolic road to a mountain. <laughs> Jesus. But you want it's not symbolic because they take it actually. Yeah, it's <laughs> to real. The, to the top of the mountain and they're mm-hmm. there. They're at the ski resort. They walk in looking all like evil. Hanging around like fucking gnarly snowboarders, <laughs> shredding the mountain. Walking around with earpieces. This evil group walks by the Mountain Dew signs. <laughs> There's so many Mountain Dew signs. Um, and uh, yeah, they, they start getting to work, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but Matt is out yeah. in the wilderness, mm-hmm. in the snow, searching for Louie. Yeah, he doesn't find Louie. No, he finds a crashed plane. He finds a crashed plane, and he sees a dead body, and he's Ooh. freaked out by that. He, yeah, he gets his very own stand by me. Right. And out of the plane pops <laughs> Beck. Beck. Where it's at? Odelay, man. Where it's at? <laughs> this guy is the best part of this movie. I love Beck, and I love Beck. Yeah, both Becks are fantastic. Is there any more Becks that I love? Um, because there's Beck. I think loving another Beck would be mixed business. Two two Becks is enough. Yeah, <laughs> we're both doing Beck puns. This is great. Um, but and so Beck I, is like, hey, you want to like, see like it? a like a midnight vulture? He pops out of the plane <laughs> and he says, hey, you want to see something cool? <laughs> Referring, of course, to the dead body. <laughs> and Sean Astin realizes. That everybody's got to learn sometime what a dead body looks like. We got to stop with the back puns, right? Do you even have any more? I don't. Uh, I'm just, listen, we all hope that, because like Beck was up in that plane for a while, <laughs> right? I just hope to God he did not break any sex laws. Ugh. The song is sex laws. We got to stop. We got, yeah, I don't I, have any more. We got to stop. Okay. Well, but yes, we meet the character of Beck, who's like, "Hey, you want to see dead body? Isn't this neat?" Which is fucking a wild thing to say. Like, <laughs> if you saw a dead body in a plane, what would? How would you like introduce somebody to that dead body? Um, I don't know if I'd say you want to see a dead body. Isn't this neat? He's dead. Shot. You scared the shit out of me. Pretty neat, huh? No, it isn't. No, I mean him. You Louie the forest guy? No, Beck the forest guy. How did I get Louie out of Beck? No one really listens anymore. What? It's, so, a cartoon character shows up. Yep. He's a cartoon character. (laughs) Exaggerated face. This is the guy we were talking about before, Woody Kebble. He's followed by a slide whistle kind of a guy. Yeah. (laughs) It's the missing park ranger, and he's like, wait. Your name's Beck. I was looking for Louie. And he's like, well, nobody listens anymore. <laughs> we, we cut back to, um, well, actually, yeah. Uh, Matt uh, looks at the, the crate of plutonium. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh, it's open shit. Yeah, he's like, hey, should we be like around this thing? Which is a good question. <laughs> Never quite answered either. <laughs> right. Um, and we, we cut back, right, to, to Meg talking to uh, Stacy Keach about uh, uh, Ski Bum Matt, mm-hmm. right? And trying to convince him that he's a good guy. Right. Right. He would never hurt a fly. And mm-hmm. and it's cut in between the, the scenes with Matt where Matt is, like, realizing they're being hunted down. By goons. By yeah. goons. Like the go- least threatening goons in the yeah, world. Yeah, they, they hide in the woods. and, and They're go- actual something awful goons and how yes. non-threatening they are or how weak they are. I won't say non-threatening. 
They both look like computer guys. Yeah. Right? Like, you know, they, they both have, like, terminal, like, software engineer face. Yeah, these are which, some soft-ass goons. Like, you look at the diehard goons. Yeah. They're, like, buff Germans with ponytails. Right. These are, like, Zoom profile pick goons. Yeah, these are guys who, in 99, would tell you all about Oregon Trail, and they're adults. <laughs> it's gross. Well... It's it's wild. Like they're all like smiling politely in this movie. Yeah. Especially the uh the key goon, the, the detonator tech goon. Yeah. He's just like he he's like jovial and happy. And like it's like not threatening at all. No, not a bit. But so it cut between them like kind of looking through the plane, uh, uh Matt and uh Beck. Beck are hiding in the shrubberies. Mm-hmm. And knocking goons out. Yeah, knocking goons out. And it's cut in between like Meg and saying, like, oh, she would never he would never hurt a fly. He's a good guy. And then he punt like cut to Sean Aston punching a guy. It sucks. Yeah. In like the most offensive way. Yeah. It's and, a movie that thinks it's doing something neat or original when really it's just being a movie trailer, right? Yeah, it's it's something that you would see in a movie trailer. It kind of like it's funny on that level of mm-hmm. like trying to grab your attention and like, but like it's over edited, and I don't know why. In a movie where there's almost no editing, <laughs> like it's all headroom, like yeah, it, it, well, it's all like shot reverse shot stuff, mm-hmm. right? And so, like having this kind of like cut back and forth between action and ironic dialogue, it broke immersion, which is weird to say about the movie Icebreakers. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I, I, it brought me out in such a way that it felt gross. It did. It, it's not good. It's. There's still low energy and it sucks. Yep. But Bruce Campbell's listening to her talk about how great Matt is because he's in the dining room. Just eavesdropping on people, I guess. Which I did not catch that the first time I watched because later when Bruce Campbell's on the phone with Matt saying like, oh, you're Skiba Matt. I know all about you. I'm like, how does he know all about him? And it's because Bruce Campbell was blurred out in the background listening. And if you don't pay attention to the background... You won't see it happen. Yeah. It's a movie that's focused on the details. It's focused on subtext, but not text. Yep. (laughs) It's mm, trash. Kaboom! Explosion on the mountain. The power goes out. Uh, Phone lines are cut. Mm -hmm. Um, Everyone's aware that shit's getting real. Ski lift, out. People are just there dangling around. Yep. Uh, We don't know how they solved that problem. No, they never (laughs) mentioned it again. (laughs) They're they're, they're probably dead up there. Um, Somehow the walkie-talkies are out. Which I didn't know that's how walkie-talkies, like, the power on the ocean go out. Yeah, that doesn't make sense, but this is the world of icebreakers where the Underground Railroad <laughs> was an actual train that went underground. That's right. Um, and so, yeah. Um, Beck is wondering if he killed someone. Right. We don't know. So a forest battle occurs, and, and Beck saves the day um, by... Uh, Valiantly uh, hitting a guy with a gun instead of shooting him. Hey, Beck, can I give you a piece of free advice? The next time somebody gives you a gun when you're being chased by machine-gun-wielding maniacs, use it. That's a good tip. Yeah, because Beck, he's a, he's a cartoon character. Fucking, he's very stupid. Fucking freakazoid shows up like, and, like, gets him with a mallet. Yeah, he hits him with a mallet, then offers Sean Astin some Pez. <laughs> That's not a bit. He no. says, hey, you want some Pez? <laughs> I think I killed a guy. You want some Pez? <laughs> like, guy's just bleeding in the corner. Dude, this dude has committed some crimes. Right? Yeah, sex crimes. I'm like he killed Louie. He stole Louie's clothes. He's like, I'm Beck now. Who's Louie? Only Beck. <laughs> I I love Beck. And um so uh this is like when the explosion happens, this is when the FBI kind of shows up. Yep. Right. 
Um, they take over the cl- clay. The resort boss is like, no, we have to keep serving breakfast. No refunds. That's right. That's right. <laughs> Crack a couple extra kegs and start serving free beer on the deck. That should quiet down the loud ones. And remember, no refunds. So, so Grieg, like, hears the explosion, and he's like, all right, it's go time. Yeah, he realized something is foot. He's like, well, it's time for plan B. It's time to serve the guests their dinner or some other, like, dumb line. Like, what they speak in code that, like, they don't need to. Yeah. Right? It doesn't make sense. Doesn't. I don't understand it. it it's time to light the birthday candle. <laughs> <laughs> it, the albatross is hanging on the neck. <laughs> it's it's bad, folks. It's written very poorly. Yeah. Uh, he's like, time to point guns at people. And <laughs> he does that. They're scared. Yeah, he's firing guns. He's like... I only need one thing from you folks, and that's peace and quiet, which I think is a great line, but if it were delivered like a flamboyant gay terrorist, it would be much better. Well, and it's just, it's not threatening. Bruce Campbell's not threatening in no, this movie. and which, he can be. Oh, yeah. He, we know that he can be. Yes. He was, like, good threatening in, like, Lunatics. Mm-hmm. Right? He's been threatening. Yeah. But, like, he can't be threatening for two things one is just his character is not set up that way yeah. but also the lighting really fucking sucks super in the, overlit in the hostage situation like it looks like it's it's snow like it looks like fluorescent lighting it mm-hmm. looks like they're caught in a walmart and like not yeah. not in a threatening way it's just like you can see everybody you can see every little crevice mm-hmm. it looks like a fucking dining hall and that's not threatening because they used this location they just filmed it there and that's how it was lit and yeah they didn't bring in their own lighting i guess no no <laughs> and you can just see every gross detail every like there's a 60 year old goon yeah and it, <laughs> he, he's way like oh, oh he's old got Henry. sunglasses on he's just swaying in the background <laughs> holding a fucking gun yeah he's swaying because his feet are tired <laughs> like it's like oh if i don't put these things up they're going to get swollen <laughs> and like in like good lighting you can kind of hide that a little yeah. bit you no. wouldn't see you would just see gun and like menacing guy yeah. back there and we've harped on movies like lighting being shit before alien apocalypse big offender sure like lighting is super important to movies, and there's no reason this movie should look this bad other than it was cheap and they shot it at a resort. Yeah, I I don't know how they constantly make this problem of like making it overlit, right? You would think that being underlit is actually the problem. Most I mean, of the time, yeah, like, like back then I don't know how it's overlit, but now it's overlit because they just correct it all with CG yeah, and yeah. it looks like shit. Yeah, there, there's no shadows and there's no contours. We see every single divot in yep. Bruce's bald skull. It's <laughs> yeah. not threatening. No, he like. If I'm gonna put on my phrenologist hat for just please, a second, please do. Is that that's the one with all the like measuring prongs? Yeah, the phrenologist, <laughs> the hat? calipers. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Bruce Campbell does not have the head of a like the shaved head of an alpha. I'm sorry. It. Th- Listen, I, power power to all the bald friends out there. We love you. Yeah, I'm gonna be one soon. Yeah, just like look at your skull. <laughs> do do you have like the butter bean kind of bump? <laughs> Like, because like some people have like it's just a smooth circle, and on top of the circle there's like kind of like a nub. Yeah, like a like crest. The Picard, the Picard nub. Yeah, I think he's great. Uh, I mean, flat is good. Flat. Flat's some good. people have a head that looks good without hair. Like I can think of a couple of our friends that look great without hair. Yeah, I'm thinking of Greg and John. Sure, and I'm sure they're listening. <laughs> I, I think they both look fucking fantastic. Great. Uh, fucking um, Picard. Looks My, like, Michael Chiklis. Michael Chiklis. Yeah. Bruce Campbell does not. He's got a head that should have hair on it. Yeah, he has good hair too. Yeah, but like, which it, that's fine. This movie insisted on chemo guy, <laughs> yeah. and like, 
And not in like, uh, he looks sickly. And not like intentionally sickly. And like, if, if you're going to have sickly villain, he should be kind of like snaky and sinister. Right? Yes. And he should be coughing blood into yeah. a handkerchief. He should really feel like he has nothing to lose. Fucking and Breaking Bad did this shit. Yeah. It stole it from Icebreaker. He, yeah, I get this right. Like, he doesn't even, he doesn't try. He's not trying. He's not menacing during the scene where he pulls the gun. He's not putting in the work. He there are little flourishes here and there, but he's not he's not Bruce. Yes, I, I think. I, well, I just think that they kind of like the director crushed Bruce, life crushed Bruce, mm-hmm. Bruce crushed Bruce. Yep. Um, it, it, it's the lowest point I've seen him. Like it's hard to unsee it, right? Yeah. Like when I brought, like when I thought that, and I talked to you about it, I just thought no. There's no, like, I kept thinking, it's like, well, maybe the chemo is making him, like, low energy. He's like, no, he's he's low energy. It, like, he's performing badly. It's the line from the helicopter that made me knew something was wrong with Bruce. Because that delivery is bad. No lies. No lies now. Yeah, and if he had even an ounce of fucking character, he could have sold that. Yeah. Because Bruce can sell. If Bruce can be a fucking horny ant, <laughs> he can be a gay terrorist. I mean, like, or just like in Alien Apocalypse, he, he gave it an Alien Apocalypse, he did. right? Yeah, he did. Yeah. <laughs> the condition is terminal. <laughs> or whatever that line was, right? Oh, God. But, like, leave now just didn't work. And no. so we're, we're, uh, what happens after he takes the hostages, right? Like, the FBI people show up. Yeah, and they're like, we're, we're commandeering the sky. We're commandeering the mountain, yeah. and Clay well, this, does not like that. No, Clay, Clay doesn't like change. <laughs> yeah, so if you try to break Clay's routine, yeah. he has a bit of a freakout. He starts stimming. <laughs> well, so we, we should say it, right? I I don't think he is autistic. I do. I, I don't think they told him, hey. I no, I don't, I don't think he's acting like he has autism. I think this actor... Did he? So, the, do you think the actor, the actor made a choice? Right, this is a choice he made. I don't know. I think he's like, I know this guy. He has these affectations that would be good for this character. I'm gonna do that. I think that's the charitable read. Yeah, and he's like, he, not realizing, oh, I just that guy's actually just autistic. Yeah, <laughs> because when the FBI, the North Face FBI guy, I call him that because all the FBI gear says the North Face. It's funny. Uh, the FBI guy says they have hostages. Clay says, "What's that?" Carl Grieg, brilliant criminal mind, playing with the world for years in the most destructive ways you can imagine. Now he's back with something else to say, only this time I'm willing to shove it down his throat. Does he even ski? Excuse me? Tell him to go away. I've got so much to do already. Now, starting now, Clay, you have nothing to do but deal with me. Tell me about the Summit restaurant. It serves lunch from 10 to No, thir- access. How many lifts reach it? How many trails? That sort of thing. Two chairs, one gondola, five trails, double black diamond, all with snowmaking. Just evacuate the mountain clay. Get the people off the chairs without sending them to the sun. On average, it takes 15 minutes to evacuate one chair. Can't you back the chairs down? People get scared when you do that. They start jumping off like those, those furry things. Lemmings. Uh-huh. The FBI guy's like, tell me about the tactical layout of the restaurant. And Clay goes, they serve breakfast from 11 to or from 9 to 11. And then it's like, and Ooh. as soon as you, 
it it's the onion <laughs> news it, reporter. It's the onion autistic news. Oh, it's man. so bad because he's like, Your mountain your resort is filled with terrorists. And he goes, Tell them to leave. Right. <laughs> and like he says, like the line that blows my mind is like you know, we're talking about like how nasty Grieg is, and like you know how much uh, how dangerous he is. And the guy's like, "Does he even ski? <laughs> Why is he at a ski resort?" It's so wild because I work with people like this. Yeah, we should also say this is not a dunk on autistic. People, no, right? It's, it was jarring watching this because I could not, I couldn't unsee it. Which you know what? Great, because I think he's the best character in the movie. Like, yes, I think he. Well, I, Beck, Beck is. Well, I mean, yes, Beck is. Him and Beck are the like two standouts of this movie, That's right? And I think a lot of that goes to his performance and the character affectations of just how different he acts from everyone else. It's fucking fantastic. Yeah, and it just makes me think. We just have more like openly autistic characters in stuff. Like well, that's good. Yeah, like just living around, living their life, being like the a you know kind of an asshole manager of a ski resort. Right. Yeah. Why not? Better than the fucking good doctor. And he's the yeah. <laughs> right. Like, do you know how much damage I'm a doctor has probably done? Send us back ten years. I am a surgeon. I am a surgeon. I am. I am a surgeon. Yeah, that, right. Normies love that show. Yeah, because like, it, it's it's like they're this. not wizards there to solve crimes or medical mysteries. Like that. That is our generation's rain, man. Right? Where it's like, <laughs> fuck, dude. <laughs> you know, it's not like that, right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, it might be a little bit like that, but not everybody's like that. I'm just thinking the good doctor dropped some blood on the floor, and he's got to count every drop. <laughs> Yeah, it's like this is <laughs> like no, I would I would definitely agree that this is a more compassionate portrayal of someone with autism than the good doctor. But like we should also say unintentional. They did not yeah, like yeah, yeah, they yeah, did for not, sure. they did for not, sure. this is not like a a thing where they're like we're going to be brave. Yeah, this <laughs> is bo- this is bottled lightning for sure. Like, yes, they accidentally did this. Uh-huh. And it's good. Like it like I'm not laughing at them. Like I genuinely cheered later in the movie when the autistic guy goes, I love killing terrorists. <laughs> <laughs> he rules. I like, and, and so like he goes out and, and he has to like tell people like, Hey, listen, there, there's a, <laughs> cause like he's told by the FBI guy, get everyone off the mountain. There's a terrorist attack. Yeah. The, the, so the autistic manager's like, no, we have to go back to doing business. We have guests here. Is that, Offensive, the impression. I'm, yeah, I'm, probably. I'm trying to do the autistic reporter from The Onion. Yes. And like, here's, well, I'll, I'll cut in clips. Uh huh. We'll have voice samples of how he says. Yes, things. because it, they're very close. But the FBI guy says the only thing you have to deal with today is terrorists. Go tell the people to leave. And he does, and it's very funny. Yes. So Franz, Franz is uh, up by the uh, the the plane. Yeah, he's hiked up because Bruce Campbell couldn't get a hold of the computer science major. Right, he was knocked to out. fix the bomb that the, Sean Astin beat up. Right, um, they they kind of slap him awake and say like, "Hey, listen, guy, you you gotta." And this is where we get into more like details about their plan with the bomb, and I'm just like. I, I hate it because it forces me to think about what's happening. Yeah. So they're up there, and they're like, okay, we got the plutonium. They're not going to take it down the mountain because they have to repair the deton- detonator first. Yeah. 
They have to repair that detonator right there. And also, apparently, there are too many trees. <laughs> and I'm like, what, what do you what do you mean there are too many trees? Why? <laughs> <laughs> Does plutonium not like trees? Is yeah, that, you like, see is trees that the... neutralize plutonium. You don't know this. I'm a science major. I know this. Well, it's like those atomic bomb footages of like the forest being leveled. Like maybe <laughs> maybe plutonium just trees and they need to be careful. <laughs> maybe they're just enemies. Plutonium's only natural enemy, the tree. That's right. They gotta be careful. We we got like we can't do this here. There are trees. <laughs> because like all the dialogue is like this. It it doesn't explain things that absolutely need explaining. Yeah. It explains things you never knew were problems. <laughs> That's right. Leaving uh, you more questions. That that's right. This is a movie that makes you question the world. Right. Um, and so uh, Matt calls Greek. Well, he doesn't call Greek directly. He calls his yeah, girlfriend. He, he calls. He's like, I gotta call my girlfriend. Tell her I'm sorry for being late. That, yeah, because he he's a definite. He's like a wife guy before he's married. Yeah, he's a he's yeah. He's like, I, uh, because like Beck brings up a good point. Oh, you calling the police? No, I'm calling my girlfriend. <laughs> and he's like, oh, yeah, that's good. You should yeah, do that. Yeah, you should do that. Definitely do that. <laughs> yeah, I'm Beck. I love <laughs> Whatever Beck does, don't do that. <laughs> calling the police? My girlfriend. I'm late for lunch. Oh, yeah. You better. So he calls the, the ski resort, uh, uh, like the restaurant at the top of the summit where uh-huh. the hostages are. Yep. And uh, uh, Bruce Campbell picks up the phone. Greg picks up the phone. He's like, oh, hello. And they have like a sassy back and forth. Yeah. Which doesn't work. No. And he cajoles Matt into like, um, I'm a bad man. And I will kill your girlfriend if you don't tell the, poli- uh, uh, the, the news yeah. that I'm a bad man. Tell them there's a terrorist up on old Killington Mountain. And it's unclear why he's doing this. Plan B. <laughs> <laughs> Plan B. (laughs) (laughs) You know, he's... (laughs) It's his birthday. You can't be mad at him. Birthday boy gets to do whatever he wants. He's at a stress... You know this. It's your birthday. It's true. It's true. Uh, Okay. Yeah. Which is why I'm drinking Magic Mind on your birthday. Yeah. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Cheers to that. Cheers. And uh, so Matt says, like, okay, I I need to save my girlfriend right away. Mm Mm-hmm. Who I'm not going to go to the news. I'm not going to go to the news. The Who fake, can, the news media, the lion news media, no. That's right. Who can I trust with this mission? Right? That's very important. Beck. Yeah, I, I, Beck. I'm going to trust the guy who kills someone and then offers me Pez. <laughs> Beck, I want who got lost in the woods. It's <laughs> just been wandering around outside, real cold. Right. Beck, I want you to go and tell everyone in the news that there's a terrorist... At, at the ski lodge. Yep. And I'm going to go and save my girlfriend. Yeah. And to Beck's credit, yes. he doesn't do that. No, absolutely not. <laughs> he follows Sean Astin back to the like, resort. Like a lost puppy. He just follows <laughs> Sean Astin. Like a foot behind him. <laughs> I don't know how he doesn't notice this. It's, uh, he, like, Sean Astin, he goes to the ski resort. He slides into the window like a snake. Yep. And, and like, right behind him, Beck also slides yep. in like a snake. <laughs> <laughs> and like Beck like walks in, he sees the dead body, is about to scream, but uh, uh Sean Astin like holds his mouth shut. Uh-huh. Like, don't scream. 
back. <laughs> it's just a dead body. You've seen these before. Yeah, you know what this is like. You showed me one. Yeah, that's right. We have an equal amount of experience with dead bodies. I'm not screaming. But you, Beck, you're screaming. Don't. Yeah. And uh, he's like, you good? Okay, I'm going to let my mouth go, you know. And if this was a funny movie, you'd start to scream again. And you have to do it again. Uh-huh. <laughs> but it's it's not. They, it's not. I mean, it's a funny movie, yes, but it's not, it's not a comedy. It's not funny in the way a comedy is funny. <laughs> With, like, bits and stuff. Yeah, it's not white chicks funny where, you know, the white chick is taking a huge shit <laughs> toilet while the other girl's like, ew. What? You okay? Why did that come into your radar? Why? Because you, you, st- you're like you said, Nate. Stop everything. I need to show you this funny <laughs> clip. <laughs> and then you show me the white chick clip, where uh, where one of the Wayne's we, brothers yeah, it, uh, takes a big yeah. splattered dump wearing white chick's makeup, while the other girls are talking about how bad men are. What? It's funny. Men take huge loafers. Yeah, actually, men yeah. take huge shits, and women are disgusted by it. And it's funny when the women think another woman's taking a huge shit. I don't. What's not funny about that? Yeah. You know, I, I've been thinking about gender, and that's actually what defines it. If you can take a massive dumperoo, you're one of the boys. <laughs> yeah, I care about what's going on downstairs. It's about if you can shit like crazy. That's how you. That's how you judge it for sporting events. Like, okay, listen, we need to know if you're real, actual men. Everyone, take a big dump. <laughs> I want you to fill this bucket. No, I don't want to look at anyone's genitals. Let's see who can shit the most. <laughs> That's right. That's how you do that. Let's, okay. Or at least. Here's how we test gender. Yeah. <laughs> it's on a spectrum, and the spectrum you, is how much shit you can make. You let someone go into the bathroom and do whatever they do in the bathroom. Yeah, okay. No cap, no mess with them. <laughs> you don't know what that word means. I'm trying to be young. You're older than me. Yeah, fair. Uh, and when they come out of the bathroom, they, like, they get to flush. But the judges get to see what's left on the bowl. Yeah. And if there's stuff left on the bowl, you're a dude. You took a big splattery shit, you're a dude. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> Problem solved. Let's see how, moving on. Yeah. We're getting we, things done. We today. just solved gender and sports. Wow. And yeah, exactly. That's what you like you have like smooth bathroom and Loafer bathroom. <laughs> that, this is the, the, that's how you solve that bathroom problem. <laughs> Which, because like, one has smaller toilets, one has like big old buckets. Yeah. And look, if you are a woman and you take big nasty shits, you're, you're a man now. You're, no, you're still a woman. Oh. <laughs> let's, let's be fair. Let's be clear. Okay. Uh, all right. Like, gender is not sex, gender is not shit. <laughs> I, let's not make this a real conversation <laughs> about gender, please. I don't want to have to defend my controversial position about how big of a dump you take determines your gender. I don't want to be there. It's my birthday. Okay, we'll move on. We're just, this is a complicated topic. We'll talk about in depth later once the revolution has happened. Okay, good. It's a complicated topic. I think big shit's on the gender. I think if you if there's two people <laughs> taking a big shit, they should be able to get married. <laughs> you can't have two big shitters in a house. How big's that toilet? Uh, no, you can't have you can't have his and his knives, <laughs> poop knives. That's just gross. Only one knife per household. I ain't using my husband's poop knife. 
<laughs> all right. I hope to God this all stays in. <laughs> no, of course, this is great. <laughs> so, um, so Sean Astin, right? He, he's ready for action. He's like, listen, yep. Beck, I really need you to go tell the media. Go tell the media. And he's like, all right, got it. This time he actually does it. He, mm-hmm. Beck leaves. He's gone. Yep. Right. And Sean Astin's like, okay, there's a hostage situation. I am Matt, ski patrol, and I love my girlfriend. Yeah. I'm going to save her. Right. And so he, he walks in, he sneaks into the kitchen, but they, they laid a trap. Right? These, they certainly did for this hobbit. Fuck. <laughs> they laid a trap. See, they have a perfectly baked potato on the counter. And, and he can't help himself. He's like, there's a there's a buttery potato there. And he, <laughs> and he starts eating it. He takes like a big old bite like it was an apple. Like when you texted me, it's like Sean Astin stopped during a mid-action scene to eat a potato. I thought, what? And then I sent a picture, and it's him just hunched over. Like, you know how you eat food over a sink? Uh-huh. You know, you kind of, like, hunch over it? Yep. He was doing that like he shouldn't have been eating here right. in a hostage. He was trying to, like, kill, like, five to six hostages. Uh, not hostages. Uh, <laughs> terrorists. But he got distracted by a potato, <laughs> and... He, he fucked up. That's he how he had fucked to up. Eat a bunch of potato. His big old butt hit like the 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 um, call light. Yeah, and they noticed it. Yeah, and the old man glasses goons is like, hmm. <laughs> yeah, I better go check that out. It sounds like someone's I, eating potato back there. What? Because <laughs> I think some pigs have gone into the kitchen. They're eating everything. <laughs> I was working when you texted me this, like. <laughs> in an ER, a busy ER, there are mm-hmm. 45 people in the lobby, a line out the door of people sick trying to get in. Yeah. And I look at my watch because I get my messages on my watch yeah. and a text from you saying, Sean Ashen stopped to eat a potato. I'm like, huh? And then the picture came through. <laughs> you sent me of Sean Ashton eating a potato. And I thought about it all night. It stopped me in my tracks. And I'd be thinking all night because I worked nights thinking, why did he eat the potato? <laughs> What? Why like, did was he? he hungry? Was it like a shoot 'em up kind of carrot situation? No, Nate didn't say it had narrative significance. Significance like shoot 'em up. There was no context. None. There's not a bit. He goes in there. He just starts eating. <laughs> it's, it's not like he's had a big day. I get why he's a little. I bit... saw two dead bodies. I get to have carbs. <laughs> I mean, sometimes that happens. You forget to eat breakfast and you get dragged out on a thing, and then yep. like, oh boy, it's one and you're hungry. Yeah, you have a shame terrorist potato. <laughs> Yeah, and like, I get it. Actually, you know, I do get it. Cause like, did he eat a potato and Rudy? I need to watch more Sean Ashton stuff to know <laughs> if he like in his contract he has to eat potatoes. That that's how he got good at football. Was the I feel like all football players they really can house a potato. House? <laughs> yeah, you know. Okay, yeah. Break it down into energy. House it. Yeah. yeah you, no, it's like you eat it whole. You just kind of like oh, like a duck. Like just two bites and gone. Potato out of here. The anti-Irish sentiment in this is wild. Yeah, I'm sorry, and I will stand for it. Yeah, yeah, you want? It's fine. Jarring at like even though you told me it was going to happen, I still was perplexed. It's it's only funny. It only gets funnier because like that's the thing that gives them away. (laughs) Yeah, eating the potato triggers the call light, which sends. Sends him into like a three minute fight scene. Yeah, which is like he's the hero, right? He's like the protagonist here. Yeah, he is. Wouldn't you want to like make him make the first attack and not like just bumble? His like way in Die in? Hard, where it's like I have a machine gun now. Ho ho ho! Right, he has a plan and shit. Like no, no, he, he's like the bumblebee man. <laughs> he 
just like stumbles in. He's like, you know, like a chihuahua barks at him and he like hits, puts his hand on a hot pan <laughs> and he's knocked out by it before the goons even get there. Oh, it's so awful. Although I love it. He does a good job, actually. He does actually. Uh, That's the thing about this movie is Sean Astin sells all this shit. Yeah. Like, oh, he, he's good. Like He gets in a scuffle and like, you know, he's hitting pans. He kind of gets on top of a table for a little bit. Yeah. And if Sean Astin were taller than 5'1", he would have made a great action star. <laughs> That's right. They uh, didn't even have to size him down for Lord of the Rings. They just used him. <laughs> it, it was kind of funny because like in an earlier scene, Tyler, you were like, there's too much headroom on that shot. I'm like, that's not his fault. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, that should have made him sit on phone books. That's just him. Like, you don't you can't blame him for that. <laughs> um, anyways, he gets easily caught and kicked, yeah. kicked into the hostage room. Is like, oh, who's this? And then like Meg, his girlfriend, immediately says, Matt. Yeah. <laughs> and like, oh, this is Matt. Bruce Campbell's <laughs> like, oh, ski bum, Matt. You're supposed to be telling the media what the hell. But it's not threatened. I'm no. not worried for Matt. Not at all. Right? And and they have, like, this, like, back and forth. Um, Stacy Keach tries to, like, say, like, I'm, I, listen, I'm rich. I can yeah. give you money. And and, and uh, the one, like, good Bruce line is, like, I think we're well past the time where money would fix any of this, don't you? That's a good motivation for a villain. Yeah. Maybe. Like, maybe make it, like... That be a, a big hint of what he wants is like he doesn't want money. Ooh. No, because in Die Hard, the terrorist thing was, oh, they really just want money. Yeah, right. Because, yeah, they were saying it was ideological, but they actually do want money. Yeah. In here, it's like, I don't want money. Well, then what do you want? Well, we're about to find out or not find out because <laughs> Bruce Campbell pulls Matt over and he lays out his motivation. Yeah. Okay. He's like. I don't even know where to start with this scene because it's, it made, I well, still okay. can't make sense of it. Can, 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 yeah. Can I say one thing? Yeah. Okay. So before Sean Astin gets pulled aside, leave, leave that on the table, right? Mm -hmm. He takes Meg, drags her outside. Oh, we get and, it. Yeah. We and and because like the new, the, you know, like the there's a helicopter outside, mm -hmm. right? And with like Mr. Langley, FBI himself. He got a name. He got an introduction. He had like a good portion of the beginning of this movie. Is yeah, like, he's he, hunting Bruce Campbell. Right. He he's the cat in this cat and mouse. Yeah. Right. Cat and also cat. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> right. And, and like so, Will Lingley is in the helicopter, and we see the situation where like Meg is being held. There's a sniper crosshair trying trying to get Bruce, but it can't quite do it. He's like, I can't I can't get the shot. Mm -hmm. And like Will looks over to him and says. Take the shot. Mm -hmm. Oh, we're gonna shoot through Meg. Yeah, that, that'll be cool. Um, but before that can happen, Bruce is already on the case. Uh, sorry, Greg. Greg is already says, "All right, uh, take the shot." Right, and then like this guy with a cyber bazooka. <laughs> yeah, fucking blast. A main character out of the sky. Yeah, they blow up all the F, the North Face FBI. Agents. All the cops get blasted. Yep. Um, there's a, there's a shootout between Sandra's crew and and like the the police. Yeah, Sandra, the weird British terrorist, is also yeah. like shooting up cops. They decide, okay, you know what? Time for bazooka. It's bazooka o'clock, and they start bazooking the cops. Yep. They're all dead. Yep, all the cops are dead. Which perfect world? Like, let's pray for that. <laughs> yeah, it's like all right, cool. You want maybe like so far I'm on the terrorist side. I'm on pro cyber bazooka. Yeah, <laughs> I've always been there. <laughs> Whatever that cyber bazooka is doing, I want to be a part of it. Yep. Um, but and and it's like 
I'm I'm all for killing off main characters if it serves a purpose. Yep. No, they just got tired of talking about the FBI people. I, I think. think so. Yeah. I think like oh they're dead now. Yep. Moving on. Mm-hmm. Because yeah, actually they're dead now. Moving on. Right. They go back inside, and this is where we we get the scene between uh, uh, um, Bruce and Sean. Yeah, Bruce. I don't. And Sean. Ca- I don't care about their characters. I don't either. We're talking about actors now. Yes. Bruce and Sean. They're 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 like. The, he puts on the table two things. Yeah. Right? He does. One is a gun, mm-hmm. and the other is a, a VHS tape. Yeah. Right? And for younger listeners, that's like, I'm not going to do that bit. But it, you know. It's a it's like a laser disc, but yeah. like smaller. It's some <laughs> like really weird plastic you put in a box, and it show movie good. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. I don't and, know. And, and it's his manifesto. He says, "This is this is everything. This is what it means. This is why I'm doing this. Like, I want to know what that is. I do too, right? Like, and Bruce, like, <clears throat> he this this weird monologue. Like, I'm still gobsmacked by this. Do you have it in our notes? Yeah, I I uh, stood up and clapped when he gave this monologue because it's so bananas. <laughs> <laughs> There's no other way to describe it except for bananas. Yeah. Okay." Um, I, I'm I'm gonna try it. Try it, okay. and then cut it in. <laughs> yeah, I'll do. We'll do both. Okay. Matthew, did you know that some of the medicine's greatest advances exist solely because of the slums of the world? Because of my parents who put food in my belly by allowing all manners of things to be put in theirs. If you try to hurt them, yes. How does one end such a sentence if one is powerless? My time is done on this world. Today is the last blue sky. The monsters are the normal ones. The everyday faces passing you in the street, wearing fine suits, paying you a compliment. If no one bothers to look, how should they be stopped? Think about that. Okay. Can I try that too? Yeah, let's. And then it. after this, you get to cut in the Bruce and to yeah. see if one of us maybe did it a little better. Yeah, let's have fun with it. You go for it. <clears throat> okay. Yeah, here we go. Matthew, did you know that some of medicine's greatest advances exist solely because of the slums of the world? Because of my parents who put food in my belly by allowing all manner of things to be put in theirs. If you try to hurt them. Yes, how does one end such a sentence if one is powerless? My time is done on this world. Today is the last blue sky. The real monsters are the normal ones. The everyday faces passing you in the street wearing fine suits paying you a compliment. If no one ever bothers to look, how shall they ever be stopped? Think about that. This is stuff you could dig into as an actor. Matthew. Did you know that some of medicine's greatest advances exist solely because of the slums of the world? Because of people like my parents, who put food in my belly by allowing all manner of things to be put in theirs. I'm not surprised. Yet not moved either. 
Don't be too hard on her, old man. Sometimes these ski bumps, they don't turn out well. If you try to hurt them. Yes. How does one end such a sentence when one is powerless? My time is done on this world. Today is the last blue sky. This is my story, explaining why I've done what I've done. And I would like you to get that information into the right hands. Why would I even pretend to help you? Because you're not doing it for me, but for those unfortunates you will never have the honor of knowing. And as a special bonus, because today is my birthday, I will make sure that your precious Meg leaves this place breathing. I should believe you. Leave. It's almost time for all of us to go home. I've thought about it. <laughs> this... This is bullshit. Yeah, this makes no <laughs> sense. <laughs> this is fucking... I, I had to... Because, like, I typed it, I typed out this quote. Yeah. And I had to, like... Wait. Go back. Did they actually say these words? Yeah. Are these, these Are these the words as written? Yeah. And I'm like... I keep on reading it. I'm like... What the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> like, yeah. what, what, what uh, parents who put all manner of things in their bellies to put food in my belly? Did you know that medicine's greatest advances exist solely because of the slums of the world? Do I? I mean, yeah, Tuskegee, like, <laughs> but that, like, yeah, but like, are we doing experiments in slums? Like, is that like a thing? I feel like there are all sorts of other crimes you could point to <laughs> that like, are real. What's crazy is that there's motivation here. But you have to dig for it. It's like, it felt like an AI wrote this, right? Yeah. Like, it, it feels like it's like a, a, a fucking, like, Mad Libs version of script writing. It, I mean, but it's non, it's intentionally obfuscated in such a way that I don't know what he means by any of it. Which is where the actor comes in. Yeah. Right? It's like, okay, if the words are like lorem ipsum, yeah. right? If it's just nonsense. <laughs> then you as an actor have to put meaning behind the words. And I think we tried that. Yeah, you did like a, a Liquid Snake thing, which I liked. <laughs> I love Liquid Snake. He's my fave. Yeah. He, I mean, Solidus is my fave, but Liquid is like... Mm. Listen, Solidus is your favorite concept. Liquid is your favorite actor. Yeah. Uh, Cam Clark. Incredible. <laughs> Fucking yeah. Leonardo from Ninja Turtles. Do you know that? Uh, yeah, I did. But like, Fantastic. Nailed it. Yeah. Right? And so... And like, hey, you want Kojima? Some of the things he writes doesn't make sense. <laughs> uh, yeah, but I still love it all. <laughs> right, but like because he, he sells it. Because like this character should have been a liquid snake. Yeah, he should have been a a, a like person who has an affectation. Yes. the way he talks. I'm drowning in time, ski bum. Right, <laughs> you know what it's like. <laughs> right, and like but like Bruce can't because he's been locked into fucking Rickman. He's yes. been he's been since he's been like. Fucking hot glued into Rickman. And he doesn't have, like, I don't know why he's not being Bruce. Like, Bruce has energy. Bruce can bring incredible, like, energy and affectation and emotion to, to nonsense. shit. Yeah. To nonsense. 
He does it all the fucking time. He's the fucking best at it. Yeah. Yes. And it's not in this. Like it's I the look- definition of a B movie actor is that you take garbage and you sell it. Yeah. And he does not sell this shit because I look at this shit. It's fucking nonsense. I'm supposed to understand what his motivation is from this shit. What, the re- did, the, what did the parents put in their stomach? Right. What and did the, they eat? <laughs> the real monsters are the normal ones. The everyday faces passing you in the street wearing fine suits, paying you a compliment. That makes no sense to me. Like, if you have a character and you're in a shit movie, just lay out their motivation. Like, you have to get to what the character wants as quick as possible. Like... Cut to it. Yeah, I don't like. Like, so, I, I, I do tend to hate cutaways. I, like, they're used poorly. But like, you know what? It's better than nothing, right? Fucking- and I think, I think a good actor can take like dialogue where they're talking about themselves and make it like fit. Like, I think of this movie, Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. I think of the character Trash in the cemetery. She efficiently and quickly lays out her motivation when she asks if. Anyone thinks about dying all the time. And the kid's like, no, I don't think about it at all. Yeah. And she like explicitly says, well, I think the worst way to die would to be ripped apart by old men, hands tearing you apart. And that's what fucking happens to her. Do you ever fantasize about being killed? Never. Do you ever wonder about all the different ways of dying, you know, violently? And wonder like... What would be the most horrible way to die? Try not to think about dying too much. Mm. Well, for me, the worst way would be for a bunch of old men to get around me and start biting and eating me alive. I see. First, they would tear off my clothes. Get some light over here. Crash is taking off her clothes again. All-time character introduction. You know who she is. You know what she's afraid of. You know the, what type of person she is. You know how many clothes she likes wearing. None, as it turns out. Yeah, I don't know exactly what Trash's parents put in her belly <laughs> or in their bellies to fill her belly. Right, and like when you have an ensemble cast, uh, like you know more than like five, mm-hmm. and this this movie has more than five. You have to be quick with your introduction. Who are you? What are you like? What are you doing? Yeah. Right. We don't know why Bruce Campbell is like blowing stuff up. We don't know why he's a terrorist other than I have cancer and cancerous people are going to blow up the world. It's also like subtly implies that cancer's evil. Yeah, it does do that. <laughs> it's like, because like, did cancer make him evil? Because it sounds like he's had cancer since he was a child. <laughs> like his parents ate something. I'm cancer boy. <laughs> kind of. Every day is a gift. <laughs> and I shall take your gift away. <laughs> right? And, and, and so. Uh, <laughs> My time like, is done on this world. No more blue skies. <laughs> but like, uh, at the same time. I love this shit. I yeah, love it. Like, I was smiling. I was clapping I, like no, a I seal. Was, like, I had to go back and watch it again because I was like, did any of this make sense? Not a bit. <laughs> no. I'll watch it again. I was like, hooray. Nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> and I kept thinking, oh, he gives Sean Astin the VHS tape. He's going to watch it later and explain his motivation. It's going to be like this horrible thing where it's like, I'm actually saving all the children or whatever. Sound of Freedom style. We're going to get to what happens <laughs> to this tape because the tape has an excellent payoff and it's n- <laughs> not what you would expect. It's not the content of the tape, but the quality of the yes. tape. If you're a writer and you introduce these things, 
you know that the things you introduce have to pay off somehow or have to be important somehow. And this tape is important. <laughs> it, it pays off in a big way. It pays off. It, and I, whatever. I like that. Mis- it wasn't on purpose. But I do like the idea of there being a MacGuffin. Yeah. <laughs> like, well, not, not a MacGuffin, but like something that would bring like everything into focus. It like, would bring it all together. Like like the like a Sherlock's home mystery where there's like a we find out who did it and yeah. it's on the scroll. Yes. And that scroll gets used as a bludgeon to beat someone to death and burns <laughs> in a fire. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, okay, we yeah. have to move on. So after this, he's like, okay, you know what? Um, I'll go on your mission, mm-hmm. evil man. Uh, I will get this media, this uh, tape, this VHS tape, to to the news. Yep, and he leaves, <laughs> <laughs> only to then hand it off to Beck, <laughs> the most reliable man. It's like, listen, Beck, I can trust you. <laughs> Because, honestly, he did bring the news. He did, yeah. The, the news did show up. He's like, yeah, my mom knows somebody at the station. Yeah. Like, Good job, Beck. <laughs> yeah, and then the Clay, the boss, Yeah. he realizes what you and I have realized is the cops are all a bunch of cowardly bitches who yeah. just died. He says chickens. He does say <laughs> chickens. They're a bunch of chickens who only look out for their own skins. They all left, actually. Yeah. Like Because after a couple of them blew up, they just ran away. Which, you know... Sometimes if children are being gunned down, cops just hide for about 40 minutes. Yeah. They get confused. It's confusing. Maybe some other cops are going to go in there and take care of the shooter. Moral of the story is... Uh, you know, the cops cop, are shitty. The cops are a bunch of chickens. They're a bunch of fucking cowardly bitches and who so, just die. And sometimes you, just, you have to take your own safety in your own hands yeah. and steal a cop's gun. <laughs> Which is Sne- what Clay does. Sneak over to the dare van. <laughs> <laughs> and steal a fucking M4. Yeah, he grabs a fucking M16 and just... <laughs> I don't know, guns. It's an M16 and M4. Like, cop, like, long rifle. Yes. <laughs> and, like, he's just like, I'm going to take care of business. It's like, damn, dude, you stole a cop's gun. <laughs> <laughs> which, listeners... This escalated. Which, listeners, let's just be clear. Always grab the cop's gun. Well, not from them. From their van. Or like if they leave it unhooked, or like yeah, if you can get it, you won't go to jail if you're fast enough. <laughs> yeah, if you are Sonic the Hedgehog, steal a cop's gun. Or 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 if they all run away because of cyber bazookas. Which a- anyways, so uh, in the meantime, Matt he's like, listen, these guys they're up to no good. Mm-hmm. By the way, I'm explaining this. The movie doesn't. No, <laughs> they're like these guys are gonna. Like just blow up the plutonium here. Yep. Like I don't trust that Greek. He's he has a death wish. Mm-hmm. He's gonna blow up this dang bound, and I gotta stop him. Only me. So uh, Beck, take this manifesto, drive down the mountain. I'm just gonna take care of this detonator thing. Yep. The only way I know how, which is shredding it on my snowboard. Genuinely, the most energetic, coolest part of this movie. Damn, like. It kind of wanted me. Like, I I skied like twice in my life. Oh, Mister Fancy Pack, Fancy Pants, Daddy Warbucks with the money, ski money. I, I yeah. I mean, I was like dirt poor in Japan at the time. <laughs> <laughs> I because I, I kind of like just took a bus up this mountain. And I'm like, I have to ski now. <laughs> Anyways, it was fun. Um, but this this fucking ski chase scene. So he's like, he does like uh, this kind of like smooth kind of like. S- snowboard scoot 
on to like uh, to grab the detonator. Yep. He then does a kick flip and kicks one of the uh, not Sean Ashmore, but like whoever they hired. Sean Aston. Ashmore's the other podcast. Uh, too many Sean's. Too many Sean's. Uh, uh, Wallace Sean gets onto the <laughs> snowboard and fucking does a kick flip and like punches the guy and like scoots away. <laughs> and, and and like thus begins like the what ten minute scene of like fucking it's snowboarding. Long. So yeah, Sean Aston's being chased by a goon. Obviously, stone doubles for both. Yeah, like one is wearing a cool trench coat again. Like. It's been long enough. Trench coats can be cool again, right? I think they were always cool and especially cool because of the Columbine stuff. <laughs> okay, cool. I'm glad we're on half a page about that. <laughs> so, like, but, like, you ever, like, have a friend who's, like, into, like, skate videos and, like, they're just like, hey, you just want to chill out and, like, watch some skate videos? Yeah. Those things suck. I hate skate videos. But this, I mean, this is a little better than that because... It's like X Games. I don't... We were watching this tonight. Yeah. And I don't know if you caught this on your first watch through or not, but Sean Astin's being chased by a goon. They're both snowboarding down the hill. And I looked at you and I said, why are they doing tricks? (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Because they're doing jumps and they're like doing like kick flips and twists and flips and it's like... They're chasing each other, trying to kill each other. Why are they doing spins and flips? Because they get more points. You gotta combo them <laughs> together, right? You like gotta grind the rail to like keep you know keep the the combo going. Yeah. Um, Tony Hawk, pro skater. Yeah. That's that's right. Um, no, because it's fucking sick. And if you know, it is cool, right? And if you're being chased on a mountain, at least just like have a fucking wild ride, man. I could not <laughs> believe it's like okay. The main characters even doing tricks, being chased while being shot at. Oh, now the goon is doing flips. Maybe it does actually make you faster. <laughs> you know, like if that adrenaline. I think fu- it's just some stuntmen, ski people having fun, and the director's like, fuck it. Fuck I, it. I don't know what to say. I, I think it's great. I think it's great. I didn't notice it the first time. I <laughs> just thought that was like, they're d- you want, like, run, Sean Astor. You can do it. <laughs> I did it again. Sean Astor. It doesn't matter. They're all the same guy. They really are. Um, one of the goons, before they go on this wild chase, says, some, like, one of my favorite lines, mm-hmm. which is, go where I think I'll stay. See where the storm takes us. Go. Where? Do what? I think I'll stay. See where the storms take us. Because like he's about to be blown up by yep. his fucking boss. But he wants to stay with Bruce Campbell. He doesn't want to stay it's with Bruce so Campbell. It's so fucking gay. Right. Um, and so Greg actually figures out what's happening, right? Yep. He's like, what do you mean the detonator's been fucking taken by Ski Patrol? Ah, Ski Bum! <laughs> so he, t- he does what he promised. <laughs> Yeah, and like takes Meg and like throws her into uh, a one fucking, of the carts that goes up the mountain. Yeah, like a little gondola that goes yeah. up the mountain, and straps a uh, slaps a bomb on the side of that thing and sends it up. And I was like, shooter. Yeah, <laughs> with your gun, just execute her. It doesn't matter. No, instead he, he also puts t- a bomb on the gondola and she's like, no, help me, help me, help me. <laughs> He's like he fucking ties her to train tracks. <laughs> <laughs> Which yeah, hey, like all this action is happening at once. Now, should we talk about one of the best scenes in the movie now? Of course. Shooting at Sean Astin mm-hmm. is Sandra. 
the British villain. That's right. Sandra. On her snowmobile. That's right. And chasing her with his snowmobile is a certain Beck. Yeah. Where it's at. He's back there. Odelay. He's like... <laughs> so this scene, the showdown between Beck and Sandra, mm-hmm. I, I don't even know. So they're on snowmobiles. Beck is matching her, pulls ahead, calls her a bitch. <laughs> Which, like, okay, fine. Fine. Another 10 seconds happen. Cuts back to Beck. Calls her a bitch again. He calls her bitch twice. And it's so fucking funny. Bitch. Bitch. It's, it's like he, road rage. Like what you do when you're angry at a car that but cuts you off. But it's not energetic because he's like, bitch. I mean, yeah, that's what, I meant, that's what I meant by like road rage. Like when someone like fucking like cuts you off, you're like, God, fuck you. You fu- fuck you. Yeah. Fuck you. You asshole. <laughs> but like. And so Beck takes the weapon at his disposal, Pez. He throws it at her. Yeah. It hits a- her. She's like, eh, whatever. It's Pez. He takes out a cell phone. He takes out a cell phone, throws it at her, completely misses her. Yeah. Takes out Bruce Campbell's manifesto, the VHS tape, throws it. Hits her in the fucking face. Yep. This actress takes a VHS to the face. Those things are heavy. They are heavy. She slides her snowmobile, <laughs> slides into a pole, and she explodes. That was funny. But, like, if the funniest thing, I think, in this entire movie is Beck looks back, sees the, like, burning corpse of Sandra, and he's like, yeah. He's like, aha, bye-bye. Yeah, he's like, later. <laughs> he does like a finger wave. <laughs> and I'm just like, Beck, you killed someone. You just <laughs> murdered a woman after calling her bitch twice. In the worst way. Uh, death by fire. <laughs> yeah, she got Sonny Bono'd in the worst way. No, possibly. worse than Sonny Bono. Well, yeah, because he survived. We, we hope she got Sonny Bono'd. Otherwise, she's like screaming while dying. <laughs> <laughs> we hope she like got her neck snap because like all you see is a column of flames. Yeah, she's gone. Saunders exploded. And then he goes, whoa, and then falls <laughs> back on his fucking snowmobile. Because he's fucking freakazoid. He's <laughs> it's a fucking tune killed. <laughs> he needs to get. He needs to put in the dip. Beck is too dangerous. Oh, thank God you made that because I was gonna be like, yeah, he looks like he was written by John Kay, and I was gonna do Ren and Stimpy like molestation jokes. We yeah, that, that. that, that would have brought everything down. I'm glad we didn't go there. We didn't go there. It's good. <laughs> Instead, I went for uh, you know uh, um, Roger Rabbit. Better actually, innocent. Yeah. yeah, no, nothing wrong there. It's dip. <laughs> I love that movie. Yeah, it really is. Christopher Lloyd, villain. Bob Hoskins. Villain. No. He's no Bob Hoskins a king. He's also hanging. Yeah. I saw that thing. He (laughs) took that out. (laughs) Not bad. Yeah. Danny the dog. (laughs) Unleashed. Here we go. I mean, like, you know, he has like one of those bodies that where it seems like, you know, he's like a dwarf. Yeah, and the dwarfs are hanging. Dwarfs are hanging. Like Bob Hoskins, respectable penis. Yeah. Nice. And like fucking phenomenal. Yeah, great actor. actor. Yeah. <laughs> Favorite Mario. No one's gonna beat it. <laughs> All right. So um so I, the, the Beck story is finished. Yeah. Um now we, we have to cut back to Matt. 
Um, he he's like s- snowboarding to save his yeah, girlfriend. Yeah, he gets up onto the gondola. He jumps on. There's a bomb on the gondola for some reason. He pulls her out, jumps off there while the bomb explodes. Awful special effects, whatever. Heroic. Lands, hurts his foot. Yeah, he, he does a heroic thing. He saves his girlfriend. But unfortunately, there's a goon with a snowcat coming right at him. How fast does a snowcat go, would you say? Even in this movie, not very fast. Like 10 miles. No, yeah. five. Five, yeah. Like it's like parking lot speed. Uh-huh. Like slow park. Like you're at a Trader Joe's and you're waiting for someone to open up the spot. Yep. That's the speed. Uh-huh. And they're like trying to walk away. And it's it's wild to me that like so the most popular movie of my junior high probably was Austin Powers. Yeah, right? ni- like 96, 97. 96, right. 97. It was just like in everyone's mind. And the funniest joke in Austin Powers is the slow steamroller uh-huh. where they're all saying no and it's yep. taking forever for the steamroller to get to the guy. Yep. That's this scene. It exactly. happens unironically. Yeah. And I'm just like, and Sean Aston's like, no, run. He tells his girlfriend to run. And she's like, I'm not going to leave you. And yeah. the goon's like, ah, you kitties, I'm going to crush you. <laughs> and it, 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 it takes a long time, too. You can see how slowly it's moving. Yep. It reads like a joke almost. Uh-huh. But it is not a joke. No, it's very serious. They're about to die. But wait. Our second hero comes yep. in. Clay. Clay shoots the goon through the heart killing him in one shot just one shot done down. and that i'm sorry this director sucks like he's an awful director one yeah. of the worst i've uh-huh. probably ever seen but that shot of the focus on the gun barrel smoking and the slow pullback to clay where he's like aiming the gun yeah. and he gets a big old smile on his face it's like now it's that's like, a fucking movie shot yes well because this the crew was professional. Yeah. The director was not. Yes. Right? Like, it, it's, it, you can tell that it was just well made by a bad director. Yeah. Right? Like, somebody, like, this DP knew how to make the shot. Uh-huh. And he's like, you know what is really cool is like this kind of shot where you kind of like do like focus at the point of the gun and then yep. kind of move back and mm-hmm. f- bring the character into focus. That shit's cool. And the actor does this sly little smile as he sees the life drain out of this goon. Like, when a baby takes a shit. <laughs> it's just the smile of just like I've done something naughty, yeah. <laughs> which upset me at a core level. <laughs> like put him in the dip, also. Like, yeah. There's some, but problem. yeah, because this, like, it's horrific. Because you're like, that was fun. I love killing that scumbag. <laughs> Let's do some more. Yeah, <laughs> the character Clay says he wants to go kill more terrorists. It's like, no, no, that's bad, buddy. Yeah, when someone who has a tenuous grasp on what makes someone human realizes that snuffing out life is good, that's bad. Take that, you terrorist bastard! Clay! Oh, shit. Yeah, baby. Come on. I want to kill some more of those scumbags. It's upsetting. It's like when a dog brings you a chicken. You're like, oh, no, buddy. Uh, we got to either lock you up or put you yeah. down. <laughs> yeah, we're all in trouble for this one. <laughs> Yeah. I don't own a chicken. <laughs> I appreciate your initiative, but you got to go. <laughs> You're on the run now. Good luck. Um. 
That that's in the clay story. He he yep. does. We don't see him kill. He again. has a taste for blood. <laughs> he that, that, wants to kill more terrorists. That's where we leave him. Yep. Um. We should also mention that Stacy Keach, uh, alone in the the snow cabin, uh, take, stole guns and knocked out a goon. Yeah. He, it's like it's like Grandpa. You know, took out his belt and said, "No, that's yep. a bad goon." Uh huh. Worked out. And he even said, "When this mountain blows up, we're all gonna blow up with it." Yeah. He does a negotiation thing that I like. Yep. It's like, why are you doing this again? Yeah. And they're like, well, I don't know. And then he steals the gun. Yep. And he runs off. And then so Matt and his girlfriend are on the ground. Bruce Campbell's up on the roof of the building. And he's he's pulled the plutonium up. He's got a cyber bazooka. He's looking wistful. You yeah. Know? It's like, he's like, right. I have no other choice. I just have to detonate this here and now. Happy birthday. He does. He doesn't mention his birthday again. Yeah. It's so and blue sky. He mentions the blue sky again. He does. He says happy birthday, Grig, and Sean Ashton throws a fucking snowball at him. Yeah, and he starts laughing. He's like, "Snow, you threw snow at me." Happy birthday, Grig. <laughs> snow. You're throwing snow? <laughs> Which, why didn't he say snowball? For one, doesn't, who cares? That's not how people talk. But then he explodes. Because Stacy Heat shot him with a cyber bazooka. <laughs> to be fair, he was going to shoot the plutonium with he the was. cyber bazooka. Uh, but Stacy Keach. Who, by the way, had a gun, could have just shot him. Yep. No, he actually wanted to go big. He picked up a bigger <laughs> gun in the deleted scene. And I mean, like, honestly, though, I would pick Bazooka every time. A funny little detail, which I know is not supposed to be funny, maybe, but the only thing left of Bruce Campbell is his earpiece. That's how powerful that Bazooka is. It turned his body into fire, <laughs> except for that, like, little airpiece. Yeah, Stacy Keach is like, I bless you to be married. He's a dickhead. Movie over. Yep. Cheers. They're all dead. Yep. Uh, we get like a little recap news interview. Yeah. Beck takes out one life. Beck does punch a reporter. <laughs> She's like, well, because she asked, like, how did you stop the terrorist? Like this, and then chokes her out. Uh, and then Clay is like, yeah, come to the Killington Resort. We'll make sure you have a good time, and I'll save your life. I love killing. I have a gun now, and I know how to use it. <laughs> Come join me. <laughs> Which we got to say, Killington is a real place. Yes. They filmed in a real place. You could probably go there still. There was a phone number at the end of the credits where you could just call the <laughs> ski resort uh, if you liked the killing resort. Um, it seemed like a nice resort. Yeah, that's, <laughs> it's, that's the end. Wow. Icebreaker. I... I went into this blind. I'd never seen it before. No, and that's the only way to do it. Like I, I wish, I, I think like we should have like a little caveat on this movie, on, on the like this episode. Say like watch the movie before you listen to us talk to it. Yeah, you let's say to. this at the end of the fucking podcast. Well, like we'll put it on like on the, that'll be the title. Hey. Watch the movie Icebreakers before you listen to this. That's the title of this episode. I'll put yeah, we'll put that in the show notes. It'll be fine. Right, because you should just go into this blind. Experience the movie first. Yeah, let it take you on a journey. I'm very like anti-spoilers because like if the movie's good enough, if the story's good enough, no spoiler will ruin it. Right. 
this isn't that. <laughs> this story's not good enough. Spoilers will ruin it. Please go in blind. Yeah, please, please uh, watch this movie. Please see like fucking Bruce Campbell deliver some of the weirdest dialogue I've ever seen any actor deliver. Uh huh. Badly. See a Sean Astin just torque a potato for no reason see fucking back to say hey you want to see a cool dead body <laughs> like a dog it's i don't even this movie sucks but i had so much fun yeah i will never watch it again never i'm glad i watched it i have it. a dvd and if anybody wants this dvd slide in my dms i'll send it to you for free yeah i'm not angry i saw it though no no it's this is a one and a half star movie it's a one and a half star movie, but like the experience of watching it is a five stars. Yeah, it's fun. Get a little drunk, a little high. Watch this bullshit. Yeah, it's what, fine. What's the movie uh, with a uh, um, Ragnar? And Ragnar. Like <laughs> this Ragnar. Never too young to die. The John Stamos rat, uh, trans movie. Never Too Young to Die is the similar experience where, like, I watched it, had no context of Never Too Young to Die. Scenes happen. Stargrove. Stargrove. That, in that movie, that just made me so happy on how wild decisions were made. Yep. I will never watch it again. This is that movie. Uh-huh. It's not, fun. Not as good as that movie, but this is, no. this is still a banger. No, it's... Ragnarisms. We can't, end, <laughs> fucking, we can't end the Icebreaker movie talking about sex pest Gene Simmons' best performance. I mean, so so like yeah, ranking of a B movie of a bad B movie. This it's it's not it's not Never Too Young to Die. It's never it's not like Troll. It doesn't two. have its own it's, theme song like fucking Never Too Young to Die. Star Girl, Star Girl. Yeah, it. But like it's not that that tier, but it's a step below. It's a gem. Like there's a reason they made a riff tracks about this movie because it's fucking funny and it's fun to make fun of, and you don't have to pay a lot of attention to it. Yeah, it's a cave people, you know. Yeah, cave it, dwellers. It's a cave dwellers. There's Miles O'Keefe in that movie. It's a. It's not quite a space moon mutiny. It's a little mm -hmm. step below space mutiny. Yeah, like it, it's it's there. Yeah, in that pantheon of it's, bad movies. It's funny. It's if you funny. can watch a bad movie and laugh at it, this is. Watch this fucking movie. Bust it out at a party. It's yeah. free on YouTube. Free on YouTube. Just go watch it. Go watch it. So so what about the Bruce of it all? Let's learn about the Bruce of it all. Um, I'm glad we watched this movie as an understanding of Bruce Campbell actor. Person. Yeah. Uh, person. Not not actor. Not no, because like, he was trash in this. I felt like I saw a little bit of Bruce Campbell person. Yeah. Watching this movie because he wasn't acting. <laughs> no, I watched it the first time and I thought, was this a choice or was he just bad in it? And then when I was looking through his book, I was like, oh, it's not mentioned. So I pulled out his second autobiography. It's, oh, it's not mentioned. And then I looked around the same time where he's like, yeah, I worked on Xena. I was pretty bummed when Xena ended. I didn't have much to go on after that. And I'm like, Oh, this is a depression. He took a part to pay some bills kind of movie. It feels like we are watching someone having a crisis of faith. Yep. Mm -hmm. Like he's been doing this job for so long and maybe he made a mistake. And this is just what he's going to do from here on out. Yeah. He's going to be like the uh, character on NCIS that like locks children in refrigerators. Oh, I thought you were going to say the goth one that everyone loves. No, no. Like he'll, he, you know, like... He could he could have been that yeah he could have been like person who shows up on, on special victims unit and he's like you know be like I I eat skin yep 
He could have been that. But thank God for Don Coscarelli and Burn Notice, huh? Saved Bruce Campbell. Saved Bruce Campbell. But like, this is the lowest low. This is the darkest period. Yeah, right? this is by far his worst performance when it could have been one of his best. One of his most distinct. <laughs> for sure. You could you can't do that. He can't be the best with this. No, this isn't his best. Like the there's man, no way he could have the done. man almost never misses acting wise, yeah. but this is a miss. It is. It sucks. Yep. He sucks. Well, the movie sucks, yes, but he is sucky in it. Sean Ashmore did Aston. Every time. Sean Aston did a good job. Yeah. He he did his best. I'm glad he went on to do Lord of the Rings right he, after this. He do, he did what Bruce Campbell normally does, which mm-hmm. is shows up, does his job. Stacy Keach as well. Yeah, c- keeps the energy going and and like it delivers what people expect. Mm-hmm. Right, Bruce couldn't do it this time. Nope. What's our line of the show? Mm, line of the show. There's so many good lines of the show. Bruce Campbell, like Clay's lines. Any one of those. There's some good Beck lines. Um, I think I have to hand it to random cast guy who's like obviously not an actor. Because like I had to stop and I had to show to make sure that you saw this, which is the go where I think I'll stay. See where the storm takes us. (laughs) I think I'll stay. See where the storms take us. Because it's like so poetic. I'm like, who are you? Yeah, his main goon, Franz, is like, we should have more gay sex together. I'm going to stay here. He said nothing most of this movie. Yeah, Yeah, I agree. It's a wild aberration in a sea of shit. Good stuff. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Uh, Here's hoping that it's not my last birthday. Yeah, I hope this isn't your last blue sky. There's a pretty girl's birthday coming up She'll be 25 and so alive She looks Asian, uh, but With a little more patience I'll find out Her nationality Then I'll celebrate her birthday With me I'll celebrate your birthday 